Got a lot of things going on. We got a new set. Take a look. Give me some of that 21 in the chat. Everybody. Give me I want you. Give me a 21 in the chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want you to take a look around, Alpha. Do you smell it? Do you smell what we got? Look at the scene. Look at the beautiful set that AEW has given to us by virtue. Alpha, this what do you think? Nice set, bro. What I do you think, think it's of the a new pretty damn good set? There's something going on behind me here. They got the paint scheme wrong. I don't know what that is, but uh I think I think you look good. Now, you're yeah, gosh damn right I do, brother, and you look like shit as normal. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I I, I got to point something out here real quick. Okay. Um we we have been at odds Alpha and I for the last 25 30 minutes uh going over some notes, going over some things, right? We usually have a referee. And today somebody and I'm not going to say names. Alpha probably Got rid of our referee so that we can have a little bit of a no DQ kind of day. Alpha, no, what's this? You got no holds barred, and and you're going straight through this table, brother. I'm not even going to look at you tonight. <sighs> Zeus. If Zeus were here, he'd protect me, and he would say, Move me, Alpha. But this you can't. Shit. You can't. You can't move me, Alpha. Where are we at? Gosh damn What are we, is, is what are we doing here? I'm is the show over? What's up with this set? I did I did put a little couple trap doors. <laughs> a little bit of things in store for you, Alpha, but take a look real quick under the desk. Take take a look right, right, right over here. I don't have to wear no I don't have to wear new pants, no pants under this desk because I got a little air conditioning going and there's a little fan right on my nutsack and it feels really, really good. And if I get a good I'll reflection from my belt, I could just look, look at under, it all day look long. Under my desk. Look under my desk. What is that? I don't You're even want to. Right. It's the sleeves. <laughs> we got the sleeves in the house. Use code word backlog. Forty, I think. <laughs> Backlog forty, it is. Those are some mighty fine sleeves. Send off your first order. We gotta, we gotta worry about uh, hitting your head, Alpha. You know, we can go off on tangents all day long, and some people would say that Jimmy T's the T stands for tangent, okay? And there's only one tangent that can go on and on, and that's Jimmy Thompson. But if we do, we won't get the show done, if you know what I'm saying. So let's not let's not pull ourselves off into a tangent, okay? Well, we might call you tangent, but I got this one eye and this sharp shooting capabilities, and I'll take it straight to you. Well, don't you dare talk like that in public, because <laughs> that would probably ruin my image if you talk like that in front of other people. Shout out! Right, shout out! Show on the road. All right, are we ready? Are we ready? Where's our referee? Is he coming or what? I'm, Did you re I'm, I'm holding nothing back. This is no holds bar. I'm laying the whack down on your ass with Richard. Shirt shooter, world famous shirt shooter. Big Dick, where are you? I don't know. I don't see Richard anywhere. Look at that Mox promo, brother. You know, um, I, I, 
we talk a lot every week, uh, Alpha, and we talk a lot about what the, what the babyface and the heel has done to AEW and what AEW has done for babyface and the heel, if you look around, right? Um, it's undeniable. Uh, th- th- we have a whole bunch of wrestlers going for promo of the week, and it is obvious to me. Uh, th- I look at the card today, and I see half of the entire card is made up of promos. It's, it's the same week and poor match promo week. week, if you ask me. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to agree. It's a weird combo. I will. I will. I'll, I'll agree with you right now because I don't want to. I don't want to start the end of the show already, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, you know, it, the reason I'm going to agree here is because I think that last week uh, we had Hangman Page, and he was tossing all those jelly hot like that. Because <laughs> it sounds real nice, <laughs> but it sounds so good. It, it sounds so good. It's horrible. You have to understand, you take a look at that guy's nice hair and you say, he knows how to party, you know what I'm saying? And so Hangman Page was probably tossing out some Dilly Hardaritas and tossing around some Dilly Hards, and he was probably giving everyone a little bit too much licky licky, if you know what I'm saying. And so at the end of the day, we got a hangover. We got a whole week of hangovers. They're on a boat, you understand, okay? And now we got a week afterwards, and even the people writing the scripts are probably a little bit intoxicated, you know what I'm saying? And so now we got 85 promos. Two matches on a card. No one knows what the hell's going on. The the announcers just absolutely all over the place, if you understand what I'm saying. Alpha, tell me about it. I'll tell you about that Johnny Moxley promo right now. Is that what you want to know about? I want to know about all of it from Johnny Moxley. It started off with the Mox. Everybody, do you know who Johnny Moxley is? Talk, tell us. Give us a 21 in the chat. You don't know who Johnny Moxley is. All tell the him. alpha maniacs and alphaholics summon the power. And give me a 21 in the chat. Yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> John Moxley right now. Is it obvious or not that my friend Chris Jericho, one of my good, good buddies, Chris Jericho, probably saw what I was doing. And we're, he's probably like, we got to get an eye patch in this bad boy. <laughs> so he grabs Johnny Moxley straight in his eye. And he's like, I got a perfect gimmick for you, brother. Put on an eye patch <laughs> like the alpha and you'll get all his freaking people on your team. I, I, I think it's kind of funny, actually, that you take your old good friend and Chris Jericho and you just toss him under the rug like that. You think your friend, the same man who's visiting your Twitter page. Okay, you understand the same man who's looking up and down the top of Alpha's head to the bottom of his feet. You think the same man that's willing to go that far is going to go ahead and throw your gimmick under the bus? I don't think so. Okay, you understand? What happened here is Sammy Guevara, Mr. Snapshot himself. I think he's going to double-cross Chris Jericho. I think he's the one who gave the information about the Alpha over to Moxley. Okay, and I think Moxley and Guevara are going to be tag team champions. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Um, I'll prove you wrong right now. It's going to be Moxley and Darby Allen becoming tag team champions, brother. Hey, skating to the ring. <laughs> I like that. So tell me a little bit. Okay, so what will happen here on this on this Moxley promo? And before we before we get in real quick, okay, because we get a little ahead of ourselves. I, I talk a lot. Um, we got ourselves. Did you hear Cody and Dustin Rhodes? Accepted the PWI Match of the Year Award from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I think that's a pretty good honor. Uh, that was one hell of a match last year, 2019. Um, they're giving it to them. AEW on the map, even across official uh, illustrations, if you will. 
I saw that. I saw the match. It was a good match, yep. but uh, that doesn't excuse this week's episode. No, no. But it's a good start. Uh, we also talk about uh, we're gonna talk about revolution being February 29th. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little. I need this mic up close and personal to my teeth because I need to talk. I want uh, everyone everyone to tune in on February 29th. We got revolution. It's the pay per view where we're gonna see Moxley versus our good friend Chris Jericho. I say our good friend because you know it is uh, a team effort here. Uh, but everyone who does not know, and he's being a little humble about it. Okay, now I had Trent. Trent came by my my page and he said, what's up? Okay. But now we have Chris Jericho himself, man. Three point something million followers. And he's telling Alpha that he approves of Alpha's pick of match of the week last week. So everyone hats off to the Alpha because that's a hell of a impact. And it ain't TNA. Damn right. And you know what? Me and Jericho go way back. Uh, he's always been a good friend of mine. I'm, I'm Canadian. He's Canadian. Um, I'm ravishing. He's eh? pretty all right. I mean, I got great breasts. He d not so much, but I mean, we go way back. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, I, I knew I knew Jericho was going to be coming out for this promo here, and uh, Moxley really cut it, cut it really clean, really easy. Oh, uh, this was a straight out the book promo for. A good guy, a baby face. And I think it's kind of yeah. funny that they're positioning Moxley, this tough guy, bad guy, man. He's walking around with an eye patch like a goddamn pirate. And they're saying he's like, the baby face. Saying he's the baby face. How is that even How is that even possible? Guy wearing an eye patch being a baby face. I just don't see it. It's not possible. And you can take a look right here at Babyface and the Heel to understand how the real baby face and the heel. That's how we get along, okay? So Jericho was a was a was a really good babyface for a lot of his career uh, until they realized his his skill set. You probably fed into some of that heel aspect for when he met you back in the day, and so Jericho brought that in to Y2J, and he brought it into uh, you know the Mastodon or whatever the fuck he calls himself today. And so now um, I see a lot of heel in in Chris Jericho that comes from you, and then I see. Moxley trying to be more like Jimmy T, but he's wearing that eye patch. I don't think he got good information. I think Sammy Gabar is trying to trying to mess him up. No, he definitely he's using all my lines. He's using my eye patch gimmick. I mean, mine's not a gimmick. I am literally blind. Okay, <laughs> he's just acting like he is because he acts. He's trying to act tough and trying to act cool like me. He's using my lines. I'm going to kick your ass. I say that all the time. I'm the baby face of all baby faces, and he's trying to act like me. I think that's a silly thing that he's trying to do. I don't understand it, but uh, I do like I do like that they're trying to position him as a full-time baby face, so trying to make him the, the smiley guy on the card, the one that everyone's going to be cheering for. The crowd loves it. Oh, it was a good promo. Uh, it, it was a good he's promo. That promo and he goes, <laughs> I think it was like he was trying to do the um, I think he was trying to do the Triple H you know when Triple H would come out and they said <laughs> you know we all I think they probably did this just to just to prank us so that we tried doing it and we look silly let's stop it because Moxley don't do that again it looked really weird it sounded really weird and um, it, it, you don't seem like a badass when you're over there dilly dallying around the ring uh, make a weird silence okay 
first thing I noticed, though, you said I, before the show we talked and I said, did you hear that laugh? And you said, yeah, I got it written down. That's the first thing I have written down. Weird laugh. Weird laugh. First thing I wrote when I was watching this damn show. But, um, you know, he lives by a code of honor. Jimmy T knows all about that code of honor. Um, mine is blue, baby blue. And this is a delicious coat of armor right here. And I think that Moxley probably wears something very similar. Uh, there's dry clean, dry clean only the, the brand. And, uh, you know, when he says he, he, he lives by a coat of honor, I, I, I just got to assume he's got himself one of these dry clean onlys. What do you say? I say negative, brother. He wears that leather jacket and then my... Uh fancy zipper pants that he's got speaking of jackets uh did you see jericho's jacket yeah he was looking fabulous he was looking pretty damn good wearing that bobby heenan i don't know if you noticed but that was the bobby heenan sequin all that yeah it was pretty nice pretty nice uh a couple you, fans you know, out there noticing that's one of those uh things with the, with the sequins you push them one way they look like one thing and then when you push them the other way you know what it says it's it's all pink and it says the alpha Oh, could you imagine if Chris Jericho is wearing an alpha sequin shirt? I could see it happening. I could imagine it because I seen it at his house the other day. <laughs> you know, I got to stop and say, because I don't know if uh, Richard Reed is out there now watching and supporting us uh, from the outside. But um, I feel like maybe the uh, the hostilities between the two of us is because of him. And with him gone, I don't even want to rip your face off. I don't even feel like uh, hurting you right now. I think that you and I are making a really good team. And I think that uh, we probably have the exact same picks from here on out uh, when we go to the high spot and the, the different things, the promos. I'm going to assume that you and I have just formed a unit and a tag team. And, uh, I, you, know, you know what? That's what you I'm going to say right now. What you just said, I mean, it really hit home with me because it reminded me that I want to shove this sharpshooter so far up your candy ass, turn it sideways, shove it up your candy ass, shut your mouth. Let's talk about the show. I'm, I'm embarrassed to be here with you anyways. What the hell's a hootie who? What? Did you catch that uh, during during this event? Okay, so Moxley comes out. He cuts a promo. He's basically saying, "You put you took my eye out." Talking to Jericho, they're trying to set up this match. Trying to set up this match for Fallout or whatever the hell they're calling it, uh, Revolution. Okay, on uh, February 29th on pay per view, and so they're trying to set this up. It's going to be the main event, world title on the line, and you got yourself uh, uh, Jericho comes on out talking to Moxley. The crowd's going crazy. Okay, and then you got yourself uh, Jericho brings out. Not only the five in a circle, he brings out five more hoodlums. He even calls them hoodlums. And then they say, hootie who? And, and JR says, oh, yeah. what the hell is a hootie who? And I yeah, just thought that was that? already. JR's off the rails. Go ahead and try to explain it to me. JR's are talking like he's got fuck you money right now. And uh, I just, I love every second of it. Um, this one really wrapped up with uh, Moxley giving a, 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 I call it a full real headbutt. Right to Ortiz's face, drops him to the ground. Uh, Moxley was ready to go. One versus ten, jumps right in the the ruckus. And I do say, um, Moxley, uh, he gives off that tough guy vibe. And I, I, you know, it's like a modern day Stone Cold almost, like willing to do anything. You know, he can't take on ten guys, but somehow he's the one on top, walking out, saying "fuck you" to the fans, "fuck you" to the 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 police. Uh, it, it went over well. What do you think? What do you think of this whole overall, this promo, how it, how it captured the uh, the moment? I would have liked to see 
some people like some plants in the crowd come out and uh mm-hmm. you know you know he said it's it's me in ohio oh give me an io in the chat and he said, <laughs> yeah you know you know what they didn't maniac summon the power to give me an io in the chat oh but anyways he said that and uh there we go, buddy. Ron. There we go. What's up? Coming in hot and, with uh, the aisle. And uh, and Bingo was his name. Oh, <laughs> we're getting. This is why we need Ricky Reed. Gosh, damn it! This is uh, called a fracas. <laughs> he said, "I got me in all of Ohio, and we're ready to kick your ass." And then, then he ran in, and it was just him. Like, come on, like get a couple people to actually jump the barrier. You know why though? You know why they didn't do that? Because uh, the second they they initiate that and say all that's okay, would have jumped in as well. Oh yeah, all the MMA marks, all the 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 AEW marks, all the the UFC marks, they'd all just jump. And uh, you can't really have that. Um, remember that time Bret Hart got attacked during the Hall of Fame? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty shitty. That was pretty shitty. Yeah, just like your breath. So, how about this uh, Butcher Fuck and the Bunny versus the Young Bucks uh, uh, match, brother? What do you think? Now you know you know uh, Jimmy T is a big fan of the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny Triple B buff, Johnny Smooth. They would say, and uh, I, I really think um, I know you have doubts about the the Double B, the Triple B. But uh, I, I like it. I like that. You, you got to have tag teams that have substance that aren't jobbers that can that can pull off some moves, but can still uh, sell and put over some of these top talent like the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are, are a hell of a team. They, um, they they definitely they know how to wrestle. Uh, I've I watched them back in the day when they used to wrestle my good friends, the, 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 the War Raiders, War Machine, if you will. I've never heard you talk about them before. Who's that? <laughs> well, back in the day, Jimmy T was good friends with Ivar. Ivar. Don't know much about that, Eric. But um, one time, uh, Jimmy T actually pinned Ivar's shoulders to the mat. One, two, and then a three. And at that point, we called themselves the Java Battle, Battle Royale. Uh, Jimmy T took on... You know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. The drivers just put them all down. One, two, three. Um, there was another guy. His name was Face. Um, he was uh, ended up becoming one of Jimmy T's good friends. And he had Mean Streak. A um, couple of people. Wake up. I'm in the middle of talking. I just got damn got to almost tell you all about Wrestle Wars 2020. You still talking about Ivar over there, brother? Uh, I could talk about Ivar all day. He's a I hell of a man. I've uh, seen it. Now, I know, I know that they lost their tag straps, okay? But one of the cool things about AEW that I really like, and I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling, AEW seems to put a lot more focus on their teams and their tags and their this and that. Um, and, and they still put their focus on singles matches. But this match right here, you got the Young Bucks, who are a very high-flying. They're like the Rockers meet Shawn Michaels in uh, 2002, okay? High-flying, but uh, a super kick every other, every other second. Okay, uh, and then you got Michaels and the Rockers, brother. He was, but Shawn Michaels and the Shawn Michaels and the Rockers. Meet Shawn Michaels. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Go on. Kind of like, kind of like you know, uh, the Alpha meets um, you know, the the the, the one that's uh, the pre-Alpha before you before you lost your eye. What? 
<laughs> you gotta keep up. You gotta keep up. <laughs> you gotta keep up. I'm just going too fast for you. I don't even know. <laughs> All right, so let's start off here. The, the Young Bucks match, okay, uh, it starts off a little, we call it a, a vignette. Okay, vignette starts off, MJF gives an envelope to the bunny. Now, the bunny looks awfully good, don't she? I like the bunny a lot. Oh, she has herself a little bit of a, uh, 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 I couldn't care much for her body or her eyes or her face, but I really like how she ha she wears that black leather. Um, it's a pretty good uh, style for her, and I do like her two teammates, uh, the Butcher and the Blade. All that thong pants. I would call that thong pants. Yes. Yes, I would. It's like half pants, half thong. Yeah, very different uh, style that uh, Jimmy T's used to wearing out in public. But, um, you know, again, uh, what the hell's a hootie hoop? You know, um, <laughs> one thing here, um, MJF, uh, I, I love MJF. He's a good friend of mine. And he sits down ringside uh, with JR and he talks. Okay. And uh, he's doing the commentary during this match. And it was really good. Um, he's, he's a top-tier commentator, commentator. And he says, and I got to read from my little script here while I look into your eyes. He says, actually, JR says, Matthew Jacob Friedman. Okay. <laughs> and then MJF says, it is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He fucking corrects him right there, right on the spot, and then he throws, and then he throws out a little bit of Austin three sixteen. Did you catch that? Yeah, he said the young bucks. The only Bible they, verse they know is Austin three sixteen. I actually liked that one. That was a hell of a, you know. That's the thing about MJF and some of these guys in, in AEW. They're taking these risks. Um, you think, oh, don't say that, don't say this, but uh, you know, honestly, I, I really do feel like they're just. They're proving that they're willing to go across that line. And uh, MJF is just one of those guys that I honestly believe is going to be here for a long, long time. His commentary was really good. Um, uh, he even had to get into the, the Tony Schiavone say, I don't know how to swim. He's in a three-foot pool, but uh, he sold it. Um, yeah, we finished this match off here with uh, the Bucks coming on in with the Meltzer driver, which I think is a pretty funny name for a finishing move considering Dave Meltzer is one of the PWI's top, you know, writers. And uh, at the end of the bell there, you got uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Come on in, take that extra money. That cash from MJF, and MJF gets in the ring with Wardlow, and uh, they all attack the, the Young Bucks. Who, 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 who comes to save them? Wait, what? You don't know. You don't know. You you're not keep keeping up. You're rambling, brother, and you're, you're, you're just jumping. No, 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 no. Hangman are coming to save him. That's what I'm saying. Hootie who came to save him. Man, the theme of this night is hootie who. Um, you you skipped <laughs> the biggest part of the match. You skipped the whole match, brother. You skipped the whole part where the Young Bucks kicked the shit out of the Triple B. And then, uh, how about that clothesline? That double, double clothesline. Oh, that, that was nice. But That was a nice one. You said you said these BBB the, the BBBs are uh, not jobbers. Uh, what match have they won? Um, as many as the Lucha Bros. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 what I'm saying, what I say, and, and try to be real here is, uh, is that you need tag teams. Do you remember back in the day the Powers of Pain? 
You know what I mean? You had teams that uh, they kind of they scared everybody. They were big, big brutes. They were uh, potential one day contenders, but uh, currently, right now, just um, a roadblock. Uh, not the roadblock. He was one hell of a wrestler, the roadblock uh, typhoon, if you will. But um, no, they, they were roadblock type tag teams. Uh, you had yourself the, the the Rougeau brothers until they won the belts. Um, just uh, just tag teams that that dominated, but uh, still put the shoulders to the mat. One, two, three, and that's what I'm talking about with butchering the blade and the bunny. Um, they they come out. Uh, you never know. I mean, tomorrow could be the day they get their push and. And it will be believable, in my opinion, because I think that they do have the team. Um, uh, I, I think they, they're they putting these two on the map every week now since we've seen them. They're there. And uh, I do like how they, they were in the butcher shop and then it flashed. And then they're wearing their outfits. <laughs> Imagine wearing that leather little tiny panties in the in the butcher blade shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no protection. <laughs> Big right, So... Are we going to talk about how the Young Bucks kicked their ass through the whole match and then all of a sudden they magically mustered up the energy to start kicking their ass after the match was over? Well, you know, you get paid uh, you, you get paid to, to beat them up. You, they didn't get paid to win. And so I think okay. the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny probably just, they jobbed on purpose to, to get the... the guard or? Yeah, to catch them off guard. You know, hey, you won, okay, we got the money already in our pockets. And then when you're not looking, now we're going to attack you. Even though we just had a chance to attack you in the match, now we're going to do it after the match because uh, it's it's the script. You understand? That's just in the script. Was that a, was that a, that's that what, wasn't a number one contender match, was it, brother? I sure as fuck hope not, but uh, you never know in AEW because um, the only team in the top a 10, and we'll, we'll get to that, the only team is, uh, what the hell, the Dark Order. Well, where did I go, brother? That's what I'm saying. You disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy T don't know what the hell's going on over here. What are you talking about? Anyways, the Dark Order, I'm trying to pull something up here so that everyone can understand. You understand? Take it away. Give it, give, explain a little bit what happened at the end of this match, how it wrapped up while I get this little image, this graphic detail for everybody to see. So after uh, BBB got their asses kicked for a while and pinned, they decided to wake up and start kicking the Young Bucks' ass after the match was over. I mean, it was brutal. It was brutal. You remember Chris Jericho's dad saying that? uh, (laughs) It was brutal. But anyways, so then Omega comes out and hits the, uh, the butcher, the blade, one of the two with that running flying knee thing. And then... Hangman comes up, does that buckshot clothesline that I like so much of his, and then Hangman just takes off. <laughs> I love it when he does that. He's, he just don't give a <laughs> damn about them people. I, I think Hangman Page is one of my favorites right now. Um, uh, uh, he just, within a few seconds, he just stole, stole the show from me. Uh, yeah. I, 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 he's funny as hell. He's got that look in his eye like, you can't do nothing to me. Oh, that Dilly Hardarita looks really good on this background. Mm. I wish you could just reach on over. I wish you could just reach on over and give it to me so I could try it. I never had any. Try to take it out of my hand. If you can take it out of my hand, you can have it. I, I can't reach. That's the problem. I got the desk is all messed up what down here. I can't reach. I can't reach. 
Alpha just hand it over. Slide it on over the table. Too late. That's all right. Underneath, if you want it, you got to touch me down low. You don't even know what's in this. <laughs> it should be cream corn. I thought that's all you drank. It is. It's Jimmy Thompson's cream style sweet corn. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Jimmy T only drinks cream style sweet corn. It comes straight out of the ground, right into the can. And then you pour it into your nice big silver mug. And you don't even have to warm it. It is delicious. It cleans your teeth like toothpaste. And it goes down so smooth. It fills your belly up. And then you shit your pants. Because all that fiber just fills you up. Jimmy style. Cream style sweet corn. Are you done? No. I continue to issue my challenge to Soul Train Jones. You want the belt, you come and get it. I will job this belt to you. You will get a belt in victory if you come. But if you make me come to you, I will defeat you for this belt. Do you understand? Now, somebody clear that and send it to Soul Train himself on Twitter. So let's talk about this awesome matchmaking of Kip yeah. Sabian. You know, you know the guy who on AEW Dark, <laughs> the under show on YouTube last week, is uh, pinning the Applebee's guy. <laughs> is coming out to fight probably one of the top two or three hottest people in AEW. We're talking Cody. Rhodes. Well, ooh, why you say it like that? He ain't no hangman page. Don't you be you talking gotta, about my Cody. You got to emphasize the name to get the people interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I go back uh, a little bit to um, the fact that we are the premier TV show for AEW Dynamite, the premier after show. And one of the things is you got yourself storyline of the week. And now, now what is going on with you? What is going on with you? What are you, you doing here? I don't even know. Alpha, where'd you go? I'm right here, bro. Man, I, I don't like this Discord. Alpha. The fuck is this Discord doing? You disconnected from uh, the studio. You no. The studio. This is why we got to try this other thing. You understand? Guys, girls. I'm right here in the studio with you, but you got like a curtain over me. I know. Uh, let me just say, let me just say real quick. Okay. Uh, we try to take this very seriously. We try to take this seriously. And uh, when we don't have a referee to come in here and handle some of our business, some of the shit gets a little fucked, is all I got to say. And <laughs> um, we are episode five, and Jimmy T is uh, he's a little bit um, overwhelmed, a little bit overwhelmed with some of the, the stupidness that comes out of the Alpha's mouth. So he's over here trying to scramble, trying to save the show. Meanwhile, you got yourself the Alpha. Over here disconnecting from, from our Discord server. Trying oh, to delete. Not me, brother. That was nope. you. Trying to delete the Leaky Squad. He's trying to go in here and give everyone permissions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Alpha is showing. He shows up and he acts like a baby face. But it's moments like this that you can realize he just is the biggest heel of the show. Okay. Now, let's go back real quick because I have one thing to say. 
Um, we were talking just a second ago, and I'm going to put that right over top of your face because I don't want to cover up me. What are we looking Where's my? I can't even find my mouse. There it is. All right, what we're looking at here. Tag team ranking. That's what I want to talk about here. So stupid. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, let's. Uh, this is an interactive show. We don't have Ricky here to. to, to... There we go. All right, let's center this shit up. All right. Next week, it's going to look a lot better. I'm telling you. But over here, we got the tag team rankings. We got Hangman Page. Hangman Page. <laughs> and Kenny Omega wearing that pink shirt. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's trying to be the alpha or something. They all but are, brother. Trust me. The uh, When you look at this rankings here and you see 0-1, 0-1, The only team with a win in 2020 is the Dark Order. And we'll get to that that little comment a little bit later from uh actually we could talk about it now because uh the young bucks we talk about um they have a little promo later on in the show right and they're talking to uh doing a little interview and they're talking and they start off the interview for no reason at all no reason at all and they say uh hold on. <laughs> i don't even like what those creepy perverts did to us a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> literally that's what they said I don't like what those creepy perverts did to us. And they're talking about me, brother. Talking about the Dark Order. And the reason they had to say that is because they're the only tag team in the entire rankings that have a win. And I don't understand it. And Chat. How they rank four if they're the only goddamn team with the win. That's what I don't understand. Um, I, I think it's just because of popularity. But uh, and I think the Lucha Bros are only there because I, I think one of them had to have gotten injured. The one with the the one with the mask, because uh, the other guy was the other guy was gonna they they done a couple of things where they say uh, we're gonna have a, a match like Wardlow and Cody, and we're gonna have a match with Ray Felix and uh, you know uh, Darby Allen or somebody, and you don't get that match. Well, here you have um, some weirdness going on. Next week we're gonna have the Lucha Bros coming out, uh, so I think that one guy with the mask is probably uh, finally uh, out of whatever probation or, or injury or whatever he had um but uh we'll, we'll come back to this little rankings in a minute um but just take a look here when you see uh who who is really vying for the title okay scu you got the you got the inner circle you got the young bucks you got the dark order and you got the lucha bros but the top of the the top of the food chain here is, is that hangman page and that kenny omega and uh, they they cut a little promo where they're talking to each other about uh, the young bucks and saying um, that they're that you know they're they're happy to have the belts. Hangman comes walking on in with his his whiskey whiskey sour probably, and he comes on in and he says, "Hey everybody, <laughs> we finally got our name plates." And they're like, "Oh good, that's cool, that's cool." And he shows them the belt, shows them right on the belt. Look at the name plate. Nice Jimmy just dropped some shit. He shows him. He says, "Look at the nameplate right there." And then he says, "Oh, but by the way, they uh they made nameplates for everybody just in case." And here's yours. And he gave the nameplates to the young bucks. <laughs> that I don't know who's writing his scripts, but it's funny as hell. And he's selling it. <laughs> and uh, I, I really like that little clip, that little minute. And I think that's setting up not just next week with uh you know you have a yourself a um uh, an eight man tag coming up with those four they call them the elite right the young bucks and hangman and omega they called they got called the elite 
and they're the, one of the original tag teams uh, or stables, if you will, of the AEW. And they said, we're going against Butcher and the Blade and a tag team of their choosing. Yeah. And guess who they picked? Didn't they pick the uh, the Dark Order? No. They picked the Lucha Brothers. Because oh, that's yeah, who I... That's right. That's who I imagined the, the Butcher and the Blade hanging out with after the show, you know? Yeah, I mean, they probably cut up some meat and then make some carne asada. <laughs> I need some carne asada right now. I think oh, her name was... What was her name back in the day? Remember her? We, uh, yeah, carne. Carne asada. Man, she was nice. So, uh, okay. So let's get this little thing off the, the screen here. I don't know why you keep it up for so damn long. But, let's, uh, let's talk about the match, brother. Kip Sabian and Cody Rhodes. Where are you going? Well, actually, that's a good thing. Let me bring this thing back up here. Okay, so <laughs> when you're looking at the rankings, <laughs> where's Kip Sabian? Okay, where's Kip Sabian? He's fighting a, a, a rank three. That's what I was saying, brother. He fought the Applebee's guy on AEW Dark last week, and now he's fighting <laughs> number four ranked guy that can't this, even fight for the championship belt anymore. Exactly, and that guy shouldn't even be on the ranking list. God bless you. Goddamn, get off him. <laughs> you just sneezed all over my teeth. So, um, I don't think Cody should be on this list. I think that should be addressed. And I think he should be taken off the list. He should not be on the rankings list after the whole thing. Um, I think it, it makes no sense. But uh, Kip Sabian, uh, he, he's on the show. He, he's he's uh, he's getting attention because of demographics and uh, and because there's a storyline. They're trying to get storyline of the week. Okay. Yeah. And I do believe that uh, that that's what they're trying to snag this week. And I'll tell you, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I had his name up there on that list uh, next to some of the different storylines we had this week. But how did you feel about... What storyline did you like right here? Because I'll tell you what. Well, when when yeah. those two went to do that kiss and Joey Janela... Well, <laughs> I got a huge pop out of you. That got a pop. Joey Janela, um, at one week I hate him, one week I like him. I don't know. I don't, I don't quite... Him? I'm the same way, brother. I don't know. I think when he... It's like one day I'm like making fun of him for doing that. And then the next he ain't... week I'm like, holy crap, brother. He's so over right now. Yeah, I, I think Joey Janela, for real, I think he's got a little bit of a, a problem with um, following orders in the sense of they probably have an idea for him and he's trying to stick to the idea and he's trying to trying to play it the way they want him to. But when Joey Janela's just being Joey Janela... You get yourself top-notch quality. You get some of the best matches in the world. You get yourself some of the some of the best promos. Um, when he goes full Joy Janela the way he wants to, it's fine. This was a good this was a good storyline because in real life, Joy Janela and Penelope Cruz, Ford uh, Mustang, um, she uh, she dated him, and now she's I don't know if they're still dating, and this is just a gimmick, but. Um, but she's obviously making out with this other guy, Kip Sabian, okay? Uh, and I think that... Say, they sell that... Yeah, out. they sell... Hmm, I don't know. I pay, you know, Penelope Ford, if you need, uh, you know, a set of teeth to lick. If you need a set, set of teeth to lick, you got Jimmy T right here. He'll uh, he'll go off on a tangent all up and down. <laughs> so, um, a little bit of 21 in the chat, if I could, for Penelope Cruz Ford. <laughs> But I like that. Okay, so people who didn't people like the match quite a bit. What did you think? 
the match was good too. Um, the, Cody Rhodes uh, is is I think one of the better wrestlers of today. Um, he he's always kind of been a superstar. Uh, comes from a superstar family. They say the royal family of wrestling with uh, Dusty Rhodes and Sweet Sapphire. Uh, I think Cody takes a little bit more after his mother, Sweet Sapphire, than he does his father, Mister Dusty Rhodes. But um, I just want to see Cody come on out in the yellow polka dots. I think if he come on out with the black panties and the uh, yellow polka dots, I think that'd be funny as hell. I think him and his brother should do that at least once. Um, but that's a little bit off the off the charts here, what we're talking about. This match right here between Kip Sabian and uh, Cody Rhodes was just a good back and forth. But uh, there was a weird aspect um, that felt a little forced. Because you said earlier, what storyline did I like? I did not like the Arn Anderson. Okay, they sell an Arn Anderson as uh, he is now listed, and I have it written down here. The manager of the Nightmare Family. Don't you dare tell me. I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you're going to say. I'm just no. coaching you, brother. I'm coaching you. Listen. Get out of here. You've been ejected. You've been ejected. Damn it. And that's what happens. You see, I just make him disappear into thin air. So, um, yeah. This this whole uh, the double A. That was cheesy. I like Double A a lot. I like what he's doing. I like the fact that they have uh, some of the former uh, four horsemen. Um, but I just don't understand why all of a sudden the referee just hell bent on kicking Double A out. So during the match, we have a good match. Kip, Kip Sabian, he's got his manager, Penelope Ford. And we got ourselves Cody Rhodes, whose new manager is Arn Anderson, introduced as the manager of the Nightmare family. Did you hear that? Yeah. So now. Just last week, we're talking. Are they trying to distance Cody Rhodes from his real-life wife? And now, a week later, they say, no, no, Kevin, we're trying to, uh, uh, Jimmy, we're trying to help you out here. Trying to let you know, no, no, we're not trying to separate the two. They're just two different uh, storylines right now. They're still the Nightmare family, and Double uh, A is the manager of it all. So uh, right now, according to what they said on the show, Double A is the manager of, of Mel. Think about it. Are you sure? They said it. They said the manager of the Nightmare Family. They didn't say collective. Nightmare. So, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they want. I don't think Double A won't even knows who the hell Mel is, but uh, maybe he does. Um, uh, they finally put her picture on the website. Good about time. Update our you know our images of our wrestlers. Uh, good old Jimmy T can get that done in about twelve minutes. Uh. AEW takes a couple weeks, a couple weeks to get a picture of their wrestler. Um, but, okay, I'm talking a lot. I want you to talk a little bit about this match and uh, what you liked about it. I'll tell you what I liked the most about it, brother. It was back and forth. I did not like the uh, the Arn Anderson angle. The, I no. think the coaching bit is weird. This whole... Yeah, I mean, strange. like... Well, you know, you know what was weird about that, real quick? Is that they they come down the aisle and before he gets in the ring, he's doing the coaching. You don't think they talked about this shit, how to start the match before they come out? Like, that's the kind of stuff. It's like, you're just overselling it. It's just a little too much. Paul Bear right. never had to do this. Okay, Paul Bear, Bear just came down the aisle and turned on every one of his children. With the urn. With the so urn. Anyways, I didn't like the coaching bit. 
I didn't like how the coach or the referee was just targeting Arn for standing outside the ring. But I'll tell you what, it was a good match back and forth, and I really enjoyed uh, – I, I enjoy when the manager actually interacts with the match like Penelope Ford was doing, and uh, she was doing it clever. She she did the faint, and then, and then uh, what did she do to him? I forget after the faint. Well, Penelope? Oh, she – Oh, the guy kicked Cody in the face, and then she got up and she's like, "I'm fine, bitches." I like. <laughs> oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was good. And uh, you know the one thing when uh, Cody, she fell over and Cody picked her up. He was like, "Yeah." Oh, and then and then he got kicked like a soccer ball right in the now right in the nose in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Try to. That's what I'm talking um, about. I like it when they interact and they do it clever. Yeah. It's not always just a foot grab to stop the pin. It's not always just like. <laughs> distracting the referee for the low blow. I mean, that was creative. I've never seen that yeah. before. I, I'm with you there, and I, I think that um, I do like this Kip Sabian, uh, Joey Janela storyline. I do like yeah. um, Penelope, Penelope Ford, uh, like I said, about the bunny. Uh, same thing. Uh, you, I could do without the body in the face, um, but uh, that outfit looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, whenever we got to call the fashion police in here, I'll, we'll call you, brother. Hey, you know, um, as long as they know how to wear a thong, then they can come on out, and I'll give them an A+. Plus. <laughs> so what do you think about the triple crossroads? Do you think Cody's going crazy and trying to be I part actually, of the Nightmare Collective, or do you think he's just getting the crowd fired up? I, I think that was just a crowd fire up, but you bring up a good point about that. Um, what's you know We're talking about what's he doing on this list. Uh, what, what's going to happen? Um, when he's out of the title picture in a different storyline. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. MJF ain't a title champion. Um, so we're kind of seeing Cody evolve a little bit. And I do think that um, that we will see Cody fall into more of a support role. Um, he's a superstar. He sells tickets, and that's why he's headlining these things. But he is also a little bit... Um, uh, I, I, okay. Jimmy has run so many things in his life and he has so many people that worked for him that uh, sometimes you got to take a step back and uh, you don't want everybody to think that you're just in it to, for all the fame and fortune. And if, if Cody stays in the limelight and doesn't stop and let other people come along, they're going to get annoyed. Just the same as uh, Shane McMahon over there in WWE winning goddamn championships and headliner WrestleManias and stuff. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the fans want it. But um, that really probably sets uh, an uneasy feeling in the locker room. And so Cody seems yep. to be doing a really good job of trying to manage that uh, and understand uh, what his fellow comrades are talking about uh, under the under the breath. And so I want to see. I really do like uh, uh, what is his wife's name? Uh, Brandy, a sweet sip of Brandy. Um, she you know, she she's good on his arm. The good team, the good uh you know, because they do some 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 vicious stuff and they do some some good guy stuff together. And now you see her uh, brand is just all over the place with all these bad guys and bad girls and Luther and all that. Uh, it would be interesting to see Cody Rhodes tagging with Luther. But uh, where the fuck was Luther? You think you think Cody and Luther are going to tag up? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. Cody's going to get his butt spanked 10 times by the leather belt. <laughs> Cody's going to lay the whack down on MJF and then catch this, brother. 
Title Dark shot. Order's going to come in and mask up MJF. Whoa. Did somebody tell you what this you? or what? You tell me you better be lying right now. Because of Dark got, Order. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I got one eye. It's all seeing just to clarify, okay? That is true. I do understand that you do see a little bit deeper than most. But I want to know. Has the Dark Order been talking to you? They have been. And I keep telling them. If you just want to talk to me, you got you to gotta pay up. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And I'm telling you what, right now. Evil Uno, don't message me again. Add three zeros to the order. I mean, add three zeros to the offer, and I'll think about joining the Dark Order. Do you think that maybe you're Evil Uno? What are you trying to say? Uno means one, right? <laughs> and you, you, and you sure as hell ain't good. You're definitely evil. And I would say you are the evil one-eyed man. And so to me, it just kind of makes sense. And plus, it, it, the shape, if you will, kind of resembles a little bit of the alpha. How much skin can I show right now? Can I show my all, belly or not? All of it. Does this look like Evil Uno to you? That's not Evil Uno. <laughs> that ain't that ain't evil uno he just you see understand he just clarified and he didn't die and he's only got one eye and he just proved that he ain't evil uno let's get a 21 in the chat i think you're evil uno you want me to go on why i do because you're one ugly son of a bitch that's why show me your belly Where'd you go? <laughs> what? Get out from under there! You're tickling me! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, brother! He got, he got the What the hell? <laughs> I've been waiting this moment. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time, you understand? Oh my god. <laughs> I waited for you to call the cards and then it's taken five whole weeks. It's taken five whole weeks. Five whole weeks for you to get it. Oh my gosh, brother. What in the hell? Ah! <laughs> it's not Evil Uno. It's Jimmy Thompson. Oh, that wasn't God. Evil Uno. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, you were, you thought you was, you thought you were sitting next to the one and only, the Evil Uno himself. And then you looked in the mirror and you realized you're Evil Uno. The Evil One. Anyways. Hey. Uh, let's. Uh, the three the three crossroads. I gotta was, be right was, back. I gotta be right back. Keep these people interested. All right, I'll talk a little bit about the uh, the evil, the dark order. And so, um, evil Uno and uh, one time this guy I know uh, goes by the name Ivar. Um, he and I were friends back in the day. We uh, still friends, still friends, but um. 
have to understand, okay, I've, uh, one time, this guy took a light bulb to the face, and, uh, Jimmy T don't do that, okay, baby face, he's, I've been calling it a long time, you understand, I have a baby face, if I've ever seen one in my life, and Jimmy T, okay, Jimmy T don't take no light bulbs to the face and forehead, I take it across the back. I wear a little protection, uh, a little condom on the back or something. But uh, no, I ain't gonna take no no light bulbs. But uh, you know, I, again, I ain't the uh, WBF tag team champion. Okay, I, I was the uh, WBF world heavyweight champion, and that's what you see right here. Okay, this is something that Ivar never never breached. It's something that uh, you know he'd have to come and take it if he wanted it. And we got a spot right up there on that teleprompter. If he ever wants to come on back, he can have it. But he has to go through me first. You understand? Jimmy T. He's scared. It's a, that's the truth. Now, it's never a good thing when Jimmy T's off the cuff. And so now that we don't have Rick and Reed, the Richard himself, the biggest dick in all of AEW. And we have ourselves the Alpha, the one and only Little Town of Betty Fish. And they vote just scurry on away. And now Jimmy Thompson is over here. And he's saying, this is my show. This is my set. I'm sorry, man. I was uh, going off on one of those tangents again, you know. <laughs> I believe it, brother. But uh, let's just say that was the people at Twitch saying they were trying to I'll offer me partner because I showed my belly. I want you to understand one thing. I want you to understand one thing. Don't you ever leave my side again. I will lay the whack down right on your candy ass right now with the turnstone pile driver and the sharpshooter right now. Come on. Come on. I will I will laser beam your face. This is a no holds bar. Anything goes. I'll throw this now. straight at your gosh damn corn ass teeth. You leave again and Jimmy will have to use his laser tag gun on you. All right, where are we now, at here? Let's talk we just, about some matches. We're just getting started, okay? I don't even know if any matches we happen really on this card. We got a lot to go, brother. But, Let's um, talk about okay. that Brick Baker promo. I'm going to get it out on the table right now, and it's of the week. You just skipped a whole big swall of work, okay? But we're going to skip right. Let's skip over Nyla Ruse and uh, Big School. Let's just comment on that real quick, okay? We got a women's match. Uh, in the women's match, we had ourselves a man named Nyla Rose, goes by a woman. And Nyla Rose is the number one contender. Um, I like Nyla Rose. It's okay that she's a man and a woman. Uh, I'm just calling it out there, spade a spade, okay? Nyla Rose is the first transgender in wrestling history. When it comes to uh, these uh, big known federations. And so hats off to Nyla Rose stepping up. JR and Tony Schiavone cannot handle it. Okay. <laughs> um, if, if, and I don't know if you caught it. But I told you when you watch this match. JR and Tony Schiavone absolutely did everything they can. To come up with every word. Everything. To kind of poke a jab or rib if you will. At this. And so they used terms like. She's a mastodonic female, or definitely the strongest woman in AEW. Uh, they also said, give her a good old crotch chop. They said, <laughs> did you see the way she wrapped her legs around her and scissored her? They also said, 
well, she reached for the leg, but she's uh, not sure which leg to grab. And uh, the last one, well, as you know, JR, size does matter. And so when you're watching a match with Nala Rose um, and she's just dominating and tackling and taking them out uh, and they're making these jokes and stuff, it's pretty funny because uh, th this is, let's get real. Okay, back in the day in the attitude era, if you will, uh, people loved it. They cross the line. They say things they shouldn't. They do things they shouldn't. Everyone loves it. You know what? The problem with America today is that everyone gets so sensitized and hurt. And they're saying, don't make fun of something that I like and don't do this and that. It's come on. It's just comedy. It's good old fun. We're all having a good time. Okay. Uh, if you don't like it, just change the channel. But you know what? You look at the rankings and you look at the ratings of AEW and a lot of people like it. Okay. NXT falling, dropping, dipping fast. NXT going nowhere. AEW rising, climbing to the top, going like up above things the crop, they are. like the cream fire of the crop. And they're saying, um, you know, uh, AEW is over there rivaling, uh, topping off Major League Baseball, NBA jams, uh, NFL football, probably not. But, uh, you know, um, the thing is, that match was a decent match. Big Swole, uh, she comes along, uh, she's real ripped, coming out of Clearwater, Florida. Usually they say a, a bigger city like Tampa. Nope, Clearwater, because everyone knows it's the finest beaches in Florida, and sometimes it's voted as finest beaches in the world. Clearwater, Florida, we're the first to have a Hooters. If you will, go to Hooters. I don't know if you're into that, Alpha, but that's where Big Swole is from, and she has a lot of I swagger in her step. Beaks, but whatever. Minnesota, eh? That's because you're Canadian, but... um. Anyways, uh, it, what do you think of the match? I mean, overall, uh, they like to cut, cut the commercial during this match. Um, yeah. Mastodonic female. Uh, Big Swole uh, loses the match. Uh, Nyla Rose stays. Now she's 2-1 and one in the female division. Definitely uh, looks like they're setting up maybe a, a Statlander, Britt Baker, Awesome Kong, uh, Riho, uh, Nyla Rose, and uh, Whale Tail. Five on or six man, six woman tag. I don't know. I don't know. They all seem relevant. It's such a small, I, awkward I know division. Britt Baker's gonna get a push soon, but the match, the match. Uh, I wasn't so impressed with the match. I would have rather saw Big Swole get over because I'm kind of tired of the Nyla Rose gimmick. And uh, you, know, you said that you said that about the commentary and. I didn't see it that much. I saw it more on the dark episode the other day when uh, when old Jr. said, uh, "Oh, what do he say? It's real devastating to the other guy." <laughs> I have a feeling Jr. don't power bomb. Another thing Jr. said straight up. Yeah, uh, another thing Jr. said. It was really weird um, during the when they were talking about uh, uh, MJF whipping Cody. And JR says, I haven't seen that in 30 years, and it wasn't good when I saw it, and it ain't going to be good now. And I said, what? What? He was at a whipping? That ain't a good look for JR. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, we were talking with Rick last week. Rick don't seem to like this storyline too much. Uh, JR adding fuel to the fire uh, uh, with the cross right in the middle of it if you know what I'm saying. So I'm going to go ahead and get rid of, uh, actually, before we do, let's talk about that Britt Baker. 
because Big Swole. Uh, we got to mention. We got to mention that that Nyla Rose match was a number one contenders match. No. I think it was, brother. I think she's gonna fight Riho again. But but if Big Swole had a won, you're saying Big Swole would have gone against Riho? Correct. She she'd never even been on AEW before. She she has. That's her second or third appearance, brother. Nah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I like that big swole. I, I kind of like I do it. too. She's like a muscular type, and she's doing that dance. The dancing. Yeah. They even, showed, they even showed her doing the, uh, oh, what, what was that finisher she did? She did like a, she flipped them around like they were doing the tango and then did a clothesline or a lariat. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um, One of us would call it a lariat. One of us would call it, uh, you know, a running arm thing. Close. I call it a. I call it a lariat. Do uh, so, uh, you think they're supposed <clears throat> to be calling that a lariat in uh, AEW? Because I heard them at one point in the episode, they called it a clothesline, and then Excalibur said uh, a lariat, if you will. It's like they have to say lariat. Uh, yeah, that's probably just like you and I over here, and we find something funny or, you know... Um, maybe maybe it's just a testament to the old old days where the it was called the lariat before a, a clothesline. Um, maybe it's just trying to stay true to the the origin of the More move itself. Name. Yeah, probably a little bit of that. Um, because WWE went sophisticated. Mm. How about the, that Britt Baker looking hot this week, coming in man. hot with the mic skills? That was a good promo, brother. She's getting me reinterested in the women's division, even though her ring skills are proven to be at a level one out of ten. Her mic skills are picking it up. She is putting heat on Tony Schiavone. She's putting that heat on Jr. She's putting heat on Cleveland for that bakery thing, and then she's <laughs> calling out Rio for being MIA. Calling freaking Jr. a, a barbecue salesman and all that. So what you think of that? Oh man, she comes on out strutting her stuff. Um, they start off by showing the Tony Schiavone uh, interview from last week, where she uh, told him he's a barista and a shitty barista. It was fucking great. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you caught it uh, last week when they were on the boat. Every time she talked, they, they had to cut it every second because the crowd was so loud. Well, they didn't cut it this time, and uh, they were chanting, you fucking suck. You fucking suck. And uh, it was crisp. <laughs> it was crisp and loud. Um, and she she got hit hard with that chant, and she ate it up, and she enjoyed every second of it. And so um, uh, I love it. She says, she comes on out, and they say, now, Britt. And she says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dr. Dr. Britt. <laughs> I am a doctor. Don't the and then she turns getting over on me now, brother. It is. It's funny because we can rewind back just three, four weeks, and you're over here saying, I "Oh, I hate it. I hate that she's a a dentist and a you know." Oh man, I love gold. <laughs> you know, um, it's funny because uh, when when she turns to Jr. and Jr. starts talking, and she says, "Now don't you interrupt me, Jr." And then she says straight up, "Be the legend I grew up." watching Jim and not the sloppy barbecue salesman who even can't even get our roster's <laughs> names straight. Now it makes me want him out of oh, that. <laughs> it makes me 
it makes me wonder um, because these people are not, not they're not dumb okay they're smart they know what they're doing um, what I believe here is that the MJF thing was on purpose has to have been so that, to set this up because uh, it's just too good and JR truly um, is she's right when she says that she you know jr is the one getting all the money and stuff because he is he's getting a good chunk of change um yep. so part of me says uh okay that that he's got to be okay with this he's got to be in on the joke because i don't think jr would stick around if he wasn't um he doesn't need to do this he's doing it for fun uh Britt baker is getting trained and coached and delivering and she has rise to the top of the pile when it comes to promos and um interested I, I do love how she calls out reho uh basically saying where's she at i'm here every week i'll be here every week with my nice shiny pearly whites and then she slams tony shavani for his again moderate to severe gingivitis i mean uh, you know um I pick up a toothbrush she says i really love uh if she starts that every week like diagnosing her her opponents um you know i noticed she had a cavity oh my goodness uh she, it, it, the the, the follow-up if she can wrestle somebody and then come back the week after and be like oh after i wrestled you i noticed that you had a cavity in your lower third right over here um i i, <laughs> I, I Baker can, can can really uh explode and sell and i see her continuing to grow um i really do think that um she's got she's gotten better her in-ring skills uh not so much but you know you pair her up maybe with a butcher and a blade um you got your butcher you got you got your blade you got your bunny and you got your brit and then you got yourself the quattro b this what do you think i don't i don't know if she's going to be tag teaming up with the the bunny and the butcher and all that but i could see her who could i see her matching up with I could see her matching up with MJF, brother. That I mean, that oh. would be the the killer combo of heels. But but this goes back to to perfect yeah, that'd be uh, good. story writing. You come in as a heel, you beat that damn doctor shit into the ground so much to where you're like, if I hear the word doctor or dentist one more time, I am I'm turning this channel off. And then you come in with the heel turn, and you bring the doctor out, a heel doctor. Is a goddamn oh. magical thing, brother. Doctor Giggles. Thing I think, I think she's going on an African safari <clears throat> and she's going to shoot herself a goddamn elephant and say it's okay because I'm a dentist. Uh, that you know, I could see her doing um, playing it out real hard, and I think that um, I, I think you're right with the MJF thing. I think that'd be interesting, say the least. Uh, you got me thinking. You got Jimmy's mind just swirling around. I really like this idea this a lot. Not good, brother. <clears throat> um, I want to. I want to just read what I say and go with. I, I just want to reach out real quick to Tony Khan. Every week we like to stop, bring it on down, and have a little segment where we we have a heart to heart. We don't know. We don't always need to do it over text message, Tony. <laughs> Sometimes I just tell. I just tell you the way it's going to be, and you listen. Um, Rip Baker and MJF. Baby face on the heel, I say it better happen. You got yourself Alpha, and you got yourself Jimmy Thompson. And now, Tony, go upstairs, tell your little daddy that we send Mega Heaven. I don't care what kind of money it takes. And if you need yourself a little bit of 21 in the chat, go ahead and get it. Tony Khan. <laughs>
Now, brother, you know, I just thought of that Britt Baker and MJF thing, but that needs to take off. That needs to happen. So, um, okay, now, now promo out of the way, uh, that leads us to uh, yet another promo. We already talked about the other promo, uh, but that was the Young Bucks with Omega um, and uh, his pink shirt, you know, because of the alpha. damn good in that custom pink shirt. He bought that off my, uh, my memorabilia shop. Where can I where can I go to get some memorabilia? Um, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know his own links. <laughs> well, it's down right now because it's yeah. under construction. Oh yeah, under construction. Oh yeah, how's that uh how's that website going for you, Alpha? <laughs> it's under construction. We're we're putting probably about twelve million back into it to get I was the, gonna... uh, the old website back up and running because you know what it, it was dated. It was I was going to order myself one for 2020. I was going to order myself 40 high, 45 Dilly Hard shirts, but I can't order one. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe you let us know when you get that thing back up and running. OK, I'll let you know, brother. Don't worry I appreciate about it. it. OK, OK. Now, uh, SCU, uh, they lose the belt. They come on back and they, they face off against these guys, man. I got to say, uh, I, I'm going to. Uh, I do not mean Jimmy Thompson as the baby face and the face of the entire company of AEW. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of this hybrid too. Um, I, I, I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. They've, they've been on a couple dark episodes. It's, it's like uh, nobody even knows who they are. You take the tag team champions, they lose a match, and now they're fighting the undercard or the undercard. Who are yeah, and, these and, guys? I I don't even know their name. I wrote their name down as the Neon Dudes. Yeah, the, the Hybrid Two, uh, Helico, and Jack Evans. Now they were saying I was listening to the commentary because I know you don't do that, um, but uh, I was listening, and uh, they were saying that the combined in-ring experience is like some of the top across the roster between these two, and so they've been around, I guess, in the in the smaller, uh, you know, non. Um, Kind of like the the non Ibar type, you know, big big name places, and so um, <laughs> I I feel like uh, okay, let's just set the tone here. SCU former tag team champions. They just lost a, a week a week ago, and excellent uh, tag team, excellent tag team. Okay, there's three. They got Frankie Kazarian. You got yourself uh, uh, the other guy and the other guy, and so Christopher Daniels and um, what's the other guy's Scorpio name? Sky, Scorpio bro. Sky. Yeah, man, they're good. They're good. They're, uh, Every week they're in the running for something, match of the week or a, a bump or, or a high spot or something. And so you got these guys going against uh, a tag team. Now, I know I've seen uh, the hybrid too, but you got yourself this tag team. Okay, they wear and it's different outfits. This is what gets me going. Okay, they, they have multiple versions of these outfits where the one guy, it looks like he's wearing a skin tight jumpsuit, tracksuit with long arms. Uh, what are these, uh, you know, those... Uh, uh, a onesie. Joke. A onesie, okay? But skin tight like plastic from head to toe. All the way up like a turtleneck. Okay? And it's it's black with with neon. And then the other guy's just wearing a normal, you know, weird outfit with the same color scheme. Um but they don't seem to, to pretend this is a joke. And I think that if they if they were funny or had any sense of humor or even acted in any way, shape, or form with any level of charisma. It would play off a little bit, but uh, my 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 uh, 
suggestion to the hybrid two is to change literally everything about everything on your team change your outfits change your name change your hair change your clothes change everything and i think you should just join the dark order put on a mask and reinvent yourselves as something else because the hybrid two is just not it it makes no sense you're not that good at wrestlers um or 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 I cannot focus on how good of a wrestler you are because you're wearing stupid outfits with no reason and no purpose. Somebody tell me the purpose and the reason. Maybe Jimmy will listen. But for right now, Jimmy says no to the hybrid too. Get off my television. <clears throat> now, but hold up, hold up. They have a better gimmick than Omega. <clears throat> than Kenny Omega? Or Omega Jimmy T? Because right now, you can go to TikTok and you can look up Omega Jimmy T and you can find the first viral sensation of Baby Pace and the Heel. You understand? My TikTok, the Omega Jimmy T, blew up this week. I'll give you a, I'll give it to you, brother. That video was funny. You wearing that mask. And then when you take it off, you got that <laughs> nasty tongue sticking out of there. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jimmy T, um, he didn't even think about that when he just did it. And next thing you know, 60, 100 million people are following and clicking like. And so I bet you a couple of them are in the chat. Give me a 21. <laughs> so, so I, I don't hate the Neon Dudes as much as you do. Maybe they should change their name to the Neon Dudes. It sounds kind of cool, if you ask me. I mean, I, I like think of some really cool... Uh, names every once in a while, like the Neon Dudes. But we got to talk about the kid in the crowd. We got to talk about the kid in the crowd, the best part of this whole damn match. I don't even know what you're talking about. Punch Tell me about balls. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> that was as Punch him in the balls. <laughs> as clear as day. That as clear as day. years old. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man and then at the end of the match okay i gotta fast forward because the match scu wins and uh you know whatever um a decent match wasn't horrible but uh tony says um uh, before the match okay i you know, i gotta look at my notes here first of all scu tip of the cap to kobe bryant and his daughter um wearing yeah. the, the kobe jerseys we gotta say uh this is a wrestling show but kobe bryant is a superstar in america and across the whole entire world, and we say uh, well wishes to the family of, of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Uh, we did lose World, a superstar. Worldwide superstar and a national treasure, brother. You know, as a Celtics fan and uh, someone who grew up in the Northeast, I would always say that Kobe Bryant was one of my, you know, mortal enemies. Uh, but sometimes you have to understand the mortal enemy is still capable of being one of the best in the world, and Kobe Bryant uh, was one of the best basketball players in the entire world ever and uh he died too soon so jimmy thompson says uh we are sorry to see him go and scu definitely dedicated their match to him they put on uh the jerseys and they did a, an extended entrance uh they gave him the mics while they went on a commercial break they probably give it a little bit of deliverables and when they come on back uh tony Schiavone says to jim Rouse, jr this is the most underrated team in all of AEW, and he's referencing the Harvard too. Yeah, 
I don't agree with Tony Schiavone. I need all the alpha maniacs and alcoholics to give me a Kobe in the chat. So let's Let's see. Yeah, the most underrated team in AEW is the Neon Dudes. I just feel like uh, Britt Baker really shook Tony Schiavone really hard, and uh, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, But at the end of the match, at the end of the match, we got ourselves our first look at the next level of the new order. And did you notice that we got ourselves two new members of the of the, the Dark Order? Where have you been, brother? They've been in the Dark Order. Nah. First time. They have been. No. They've been in the Dark Order for several weeks. You know, I, I was reading that, actually, afterwards. But I was saying to myself, where the hell did these two come from? And uh, I think I seen him in a match a long time ago in AEW. I'm talking like one of the first few Dynamite matches. And then right. we're just supposed to know who they are. Nope. No gimmick. I mean, probably a worse gimmick than the Apple. Um, no story. <laughs> no. That's the worst gimmick Nothing. is the Apple. No. So, <laughs> uh, um, well, I guess, okay. So, uh, I was I was doing some research trying to figure out just the names of these two and all that. Um that they they worked for a couple of different organizations. They actually even were in WWE back in September, and uh, doing a little job. And they've been, I guess, they've been a tag team for a while in the under underground circuits. Um, and then they 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 did a little tryout for AEW. I guess a couple of uh, probably online vignettes, if you will, uh, uh, where they addressed these two, uh, said they're going to get them into the Dark Order. Um, but that was before they were officially signed, probably just a, a contractual basis. Now they're official members of the AEW roster, and now they've officially been pulled into that Dark Order, and the Dark Order is growing. But what they did here was they come on down and they 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 address Christopher Daniels, and they're saying that we're keeping an eye on you, the exalted one himself. Now, everybody, I want you to stop and take a think with your brain, okay? Who would call themselves the exalted one? Um, we've already talked about this. I don't need to get into some kind of uh, sidetrack here. Um, this is obviously going to be, uh, if they can secure the price tag, this is going to be Matt Hardy. Am I wrong? You're, talking, you're not talking evil, Uno. You're talking <clears throat> the, the the other one. You're talking the leader, the, the guy of the leader. Evil. They call him They call him the exalted one. And that's, that is yeah. um, the kind of thing that... Uh, broken matt hardy would say the exalted one you know he uh he has that weird ass uh character i don't care for that character at I all hope, i hope i've seen a few videos of these recent matt hardy uh things these broken matt Hardy. i hope i hope they do him better because he comes from one of the best tag teams of all time he put um wwf or ear whatever it's called they kind of yeah. put that tag division and the ladders, the ladder stuff they were doing on the yep. map, and what they've done to him and his brand and his character is despicable. Well, I'm, I'm going to shock you here. Uh, he's done that to his brand and his character. Him and his brother. Okay, um, they took a lot of bumps. They took a lot of bumps and unnecessary bumps. Now, when you look at the young bucks right now, um, the Hardy brothers are the same thing as the young bucks. I mean, really, if you see. Uh, the evolution of the way these people uh, wrestle, okay? And you see the Young Bucks. Uh, I would love to see me a Young Bucks versus Hardy Brothers um, uh, matchup. But, but, oh, that'd be cool. But, but done in a way to where we can get the true value of both men. 
unfortunately, so uh, Jeff Hardy is a drug addict, straight up. And he keeps fucking up his career. He keeps fucking up everything. Yep. And so Matt, Matt Hardy has consistently had to go off on his own. Um, I, I stopped watching some wrestling back in the day uh, when this started to go down and Jeff Hardy was just losing his fucking mind uh, in real life doing a lot of heavy drugs, hard drugs. And Matt Hardy went on a run, uh, ended up going for uh, the world title in the, the WWE. And I remember one day hearing that and I'm like, Matt Hardy is a, a heavyweight champion contender. It was super weird to me because I didn't even ever know anything other than uh, them as a tag team. Uh, but he's in his 40s, mid 40s right now. Uh, and Matt Hardy is. He's kind of weird himself in real life. Um, we were looking at some videos. I don't know if you recall. And all of a sudden we've come across Matt Hardy fighting a kangaroo. And, uh, you know, yeah. in real life and. Um, that's the kind of stuff they have a ranch. They have a uh, the Hardy compound, and they do weird videos. And uh, I I don't know. I, I, a lot of people like the Matt Hardy, uh, broken Matt Hardy. I I don't. I have not once laughed other than when I pulled up that video, and I see him fist fighting a kangaroo. I, I think that was kind of funny, but probably not for the same reason that he thought it was funny. And so, I. I think he would be a major increase to the brand's potential and a major benefit. I personally would think that would bring the Dark Order down, if you would believe it or not. But um, I still go back to Gold Dust running that running the show. But if I'm thinking Exalted, I'm thinking of the mighty Cody Rhodes, uh, Dustin Rhodes himself. But you know, I, I take a Matt Hardy as long as he ain't so crazy. But he's gonna be so crazy. They're gonna let him go all the way. Let me look something up. Oh, uh, go, go, get out! Get off that website before we get in trouble. What do you think this is, Come, brother? Chill. Ah, I know, I know. Just because we're throwing around the backlog, the black. Give me some black logs in the chat. Come on, grab it back. All right, here grab we go. It. Eight wrestlers who could be revealed as the leader of the Dark Order. Let's check it let's, out. Let's hear it. And while we're doing that, I want Grampy back to change his name to Grampy Blacklog. Kevin Sullivan. I'm not even sure who Kevin Sullivan is. Quick story for you. Kevin Sullivan. He was the head of one of the stables in WCW. He was the head writer. And he was married to a woman. Woman. Was Ric Flair's woman. I don't know if you remember her. Ric Flair. Used to have a lady come on out, and her name was a woman. That was Kevin Sullivan's real life wife. Kevin Sullivan ended up writing a in real life, yeah. And Kevin Sullivan ended up writing a script. The script said, "I want Chris Benoit to take my wife from me." What? Um, that in in real life, Kevin Sullivan wrote it into the story, and it happened. Christopher Benoit ended up taking Kevin Sullivan's wife. And and then he murdered her and his children and himself in real life. That's Kevin Sullivan, one of the head writers of WCW and one of the wrestlers, the Taskmaster they called him. And if you remember, when they had the uh, the guy come through the wall, yeah, the shock trooper. Yeah, that was Kevin Shockmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster uh, had that was his stable. He was growing his stable. I think the Dungeon of Doom. I think they called them sales. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan. He would be a hell of a, a pickup, but he's probably looking a little old. 
How about Brian Cage? You ever heard of Brian Cage? No, but I'll take a Brian Pillman. Me and my friends, we always think that Brian Pillman's still alive somehow. Matt Hardy, of course, number three. Number four, Brody Lee. Who's that? Brody Lee is um, uh, one of the guys that was in... Okay, uh, I, what do they call him? Luke Harper in WWE, the beard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they got probabilities on this website as well. One of them was 2%, that first guy you were talking about. The last guy was... Matt Hardy is 80%, okay? Yep. So you would think that these other guys are like 18% or less. Well, this other guy is 50%, and then this uh, Brody Lee guy, he's 60%. I don't know if they know how uh, percentages work, but that's too many. Jimmy, Jimmy will come on over and show them how to add. Uh, you have 30%. Um, you said 2%, no. so that's 32%. Here we go. And then you got yourself um, 80%, so that's 112%. You add another 50%, <laughs> that's 162% of what? Maybe they're saying there's going to be more than one. Oh, well, um, Luke Harper was a member of that uh, team with the beards, the Wyatt family. And now you got yourself the Eric Rowan. I don't know if you've seen any WWE, but he's pulling off the whole uh, reinventing the Jake the Snake He's got himself a cage with a, a carpet over top. And it comes on out every week. And it's like there's something in this cage. No one knows what it is. And he fights jobbers every week. And every week the jobber is like, I'm going to look inside the cage and get myself absolutely destroyed by this giant man. And it's really weird because they put a guy who's like 5'2 going against a guy who's 6'9. And he looks inside the cage and he gets destroyed. Um, Just how it should be. And so, uh, real quick, I thought this was kind of funny because uh, I kind of called this a while ago. I was saying it wouldn't be funny if, like, someone entered the Royal Rumble and just threw everybody out one by one as they came down the aisle. And they decided to make uh, Brock Lesnar. He was number one, and he threw out the first 13 members of the Royal Rumble all by his lonesome uh, until... Oh, that Drew McIntyre came in. But one of the guys he threw out was that Eric Rowan. He came on down with his fucking, to the Royal Rumble, coming on down with that thing. His GT, cage. What are you talking about right now? Where is our referee? <laughs> Golly. All right. I, I, there's a few more other, there's a few more other jobbers on here, but I want to tell you the two coolest ones that I had never thought about. Number one, Brandy Rhodes being the exalted one. And number two, Adam Page being the exalted one. What do you think of those? Well, they did say that they wanted Adam Page. Um, they said they had a special keen interest in Hangman. And they said it a couple <laughs> times. I think that would be an interesting thing if he was saying he was interested in himself. Uh, I don't. I do believe this is going to be the Matt Hardy that we all expect. But um, Brandy Rhodes, it would be interesting because they're using a man's voice. And so if it's, if it's Brandy Rhodes. But it's got a synthesizer on it. Yeah, but you can't take that. that her voice is like a, like a running stream water. Just trickling <laughs> on down, you know. My gosh. All right, let's get back into it. How about that Pac promo, brother? I liked it. Pac, um, he sold me a little bit. Uh, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Was, uh, had more promos than matches on this show, and I like it. Um, but I, I had made up my mind as who's the promo of the week. Uh, and then I saw this pack promo, and he he uh, obviously he ain't going to top of Britt Baker. 
but yeah. uh but he he came in second for me this week because he he really nailed it. I never really got to see his personality, and now I see he's a little bit zany, a little bit crazy, a little bit wacky, and um and now he's targeting setting his sights on Kenny Omega, and that's going to be a hell of a match. I can't wait to see that one. I think they've already kind of done that match uh, or been talking that'll about be that a, match. That'll be the rubber match, brother. They've each won. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. More of that. Um, actually, yeah, uh, Pack and Kenny Omega wrestled when I, uh, Jimmy Thompson went and saw them over there in Jacksonville when he was going through the the. He was showing everybody the belt from from San Diego all the way to Jacksonville. It was a hell of a walk, Alpha. I so um, the, yeah, I thought that me. video was phenomenal, brother. I thought this pack video, I mean, it was, it had some damn good, uh, editing. Yeah. The, the effects were, were on point and he, and you were right. The delivery from pack was, I mean, you would have thought point. he was at, at the Grammys last week when the gosh damn <laughs> film, film actor guild reward. Yeah. I mean, we saw a side of him. We have never seen, and I, I, I don't really, I never really watched him in WWE. Um, but, uh, he 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 sold it for me right here. I'm, I'm looking forward to this match, and I want to see more Pack. Uh, he always puts on a good show, and I know last week on the boat we said uh, kind of uh, eh, but um, I, I didn't hate that match. It just I think Moxley has one style, and you got yourself Pack has another. Now Pack and Kenny Omega's style meshes really really well, and I think yeah. that these two kind of like what I was saying with the Butcher and the Blade, where you got to have some tag team, some grit. Pack is one of those guys. I could see him uh, one day getting a push to 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 be that world title contender. Uh, it's too early right now in AEW. There's too many stars that they gotta they gotta sell the the, the brand, right? You got Riho over there in Japan. You got yourself, uh, uh, obviously Chris Jericho and uh, SCU's kind of was selling it for all the uh, the undercard. The uh, the the what do you say? The uh, I I don't know the right word because they're not jobbers, but they're just a uh, you know the. The regions, the, the SCU is known, but not known in uh, in the the NFL, if you if you will. Right. So the SCU is kind of like the XFL coming out next week. Kickoff coming up. I can't wait. XFL is that really starting next week, brother? I believe so. One week after the NFL is concluding with their uh, shitty Super Bowl, we got ourselves a real football coming up. XFL. I can't wait. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe we'll do uh, an XF Jimmy Thompson's XFL rank recap. Jimmy Thompson. There you go. And the Alpha talking football. I don't know. I don't uh, think you got I, it in I, you. I don't want to <laughs> make any promises, brother. But I don't think I'm going to catch the premiere. <laughs> maybe we'll have ourselves a, a he hate me. But um, anyways, uh, I think Pack is unfortunately too good for his own skin in the sense that he he doesn't draw good enough he's not a chris jericho he's not a a moxley but he's so good um and it kind of stunted his growth in the in the wwe <laughs> and now it's it's, it's going to hold him it's going to hold him back a little bit because he's a top-notch wrestler but he's not a superstar yet but that promo puts him on the map and if he can keep yeah. delivering just like a Britt baker we have ourselves a new ball game I agree, brother. All right, let's get up this final match of the evening. Let's talk yeah. about the Inner Circle versus Private Party and Darby Allen. What, what did you think about that uh, that tag team uh, combination of Darby Allen and Private Party? <laughs> 
I mean, again, uh, they were drinking. Um, th- th- it made no sense to tag these guys up other than the fact that we were going to have ourselves a hell of a good match. And it was uh, a really good match. This Ortiz, uh, Ortiz and uh, what's the other guy's name there? Santana. Uh, they're, they're good wrestlers. Yeah, they're good wrestlers. And Jericho is, is Jericho. He's always putting on a good show. Uh, and you know how I feel about Private Party, man. They, they, these guys, every week, I think they're going to get their necks broken. Uh, every week, I think something's going to happen uh, to, that will end their careers, but they just keep trucking. And so Darby Allen is the kind of guy who I don't even know how the hell he gets up every morning because that the drop from the top, the cop and drop, they call it, scares the, the piss out of me. We got to uh, talk love- about that one. Let's just go ahead and hop into that one where he did it to old uh, Jake Hager. And Hager <laughs> went out. He had his arms out like this, and he's like, whoa. He just fell, like, straight to the ground. You see that? Uh, you see that post my cousin posted on uh, on on Instagram with a guy just dropping straight to the ground? Yeah. That was what we That's watched exactly right there. That was, what a, that, was <laughs> that was a coffin drop. And, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of funny that after we posted that over there on, on the Instagrams that AEW once again tries to steal it and Jake Hager just lets Darby Allen fall because he saw how many likes we got on that post. And he just understands that, <laughs> that you know, they're stealing the show. Hager, he was more scared to catch Darby Allen than he's too scared to take a punch in Bellator. You, you, know what, you know what Hager's problem was this week? He wasn't wearing that polo shirt. He was wearing a t-shirt. He was so yeah, uncomfortable. He dorky could... ass inner circle shirt. Put the button up on. That's right. Get that. Get that. Uh... Slick your hair back. And catch him, Brony. Catch him. You're supposed to be this tough guy. You just let this skater dude fall straight to the floor. Uh, they built Darby know... Allen at 173 pounds. I wouldn't have put him over 140. <laughs> if he's 173, uh, makes me feel better about myself. Right, brother. Oh, <laughs> but uh, so so this one was a pretty good back and forth match. But uh, again, with with Chris Jericho, they they're really hyping uh, the idea, um, and I like this because they're really putting a lot of emphasis. He's not wrestling many singles matches, but they're saying, "Oh, could you imagine if he pins the champion?" And yeah. uh, you know, they're making it a big deal that he's still the champion, and by pinning his shoulders to the mat, doesn't matter who you are, when you are, where you are, that that's a big deal. And so, uh, Darby Allen. Had a couple of opportunities. Um, Mark Quinn had an opportunity, but in the end, it was a a, a Judas effect. And once again, to wrap up the show, uh, we wrap up the show with a little bit of uh, uh, a spinning forearm blast and a KO and a win coming out of Chris Jericho. Yeah, yep. just how it should be. You know what, brother? <laughs> I like I it that the inner circle never loses with Jericho in it. They've they've lost once, but um. I like how how they they get Jericho going. You know, he starts the match and he's he's cowering in the corner like, "Get me out of here." And then he ends the match with that spinning back elbow Judas effect. Ah. I do I do like that. And um I, I, th- th- there's not a lot to talk about in the match other than it was a good match. I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't have any um any specific moments. You might have a couple uh other than just enjoying the the whole thing, um, I did not dislike it. And in fact, Jimmy calls this one his match of the week. Really? I do. And I'm going to just say it right what? here, match of the week. Because um, it had a lot of stakes in the game for people who really don't have a whole lot going on. Okay, you have themselves, uh, Darby Allen, who 
um, needs to stay at that top. If they had an intercontinental championship or something like that, Davi Allen would be the, the number one pick in my book for that belt. But um, he's this little guy trying to vie for the title of the top top wrestlers. Yeah. And it's it's weird when you see um, Chris Jericho, who was always like a cruiserweight. He was a small guy. Okay, yeah. and you see you see him coming down the aisle, and you see him paired up with uh, some of these other guys, and he's just so much bigger than some of these guys. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, AEW's roster is just filled with with people who are not massive beasts, yeah. and that's why I made. Yeah, and maybe that's why uh, the Butcher and the Blade seem to stand out to me a little bit. Uh, maybe if you put them in a WWE ring, they won't look so devastatingly large or anything like that. But um, even Cody Rhodes looks uh, larger than life up there in that ring. Uh, and Cody Rhodes is not a big dude uh, as compared to some of these other wrestlers. So imagine if uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, who um, Hulk Hogan is a big man. Uh, imagine him coming into that ring and you see like MJF, who's who's not very big man. Um, it would it would minimize MJF's credibility. And so they're, they're doing a good job of taking matches uh, where they take people like Darby Allen and, and Pac yeah. and, and uh, you know, some of these wrestlers and they're putting them up in matches where they can excel and show their skill set without looking like they don't belong. And Darby Allen belongs. He always belongs and he always gets in and he puts 125%, maybe even using some of that dark order math, 160%. <laughs> yeah, brother. And, and speaking of Darby and getting over and all that stuff, how about the jump, the assault after the match and they just yeah. kicked the living shit out of Darby Allen. And I've never seen nothing like this before where they take a skateboard, they put oh. it straight into his throat, and then they slam his head down on the skateboard. Mm. And he's like, oh, ah. Yeah. He's so I'm telling you, I'm telling you, one slip right there. And he is, he has a, a trachea for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's it. He could never talk again. Um, Darby Allen takes risks. Yeah, again, he he'd be a, a, a champion uh, holder if I if I had my way. Uh, Tony Khan. I know I don't usually ask for two favors in the same show. Uh, I'll text you later. Okay, I want to see Darby Allen with a belt. I don't know why. Maybe a ta- maybe a tag belt. What kind of belt? What kind of belt? Uh, you've had the million dollar belt. You got the twenty four seven belt. Intercontinental belt. Um, are there well, any other okay. belts I'm missing? But what kind of belt would you introduce? You got the hardcore yeah. belt. What what kind of belt would you introduce? Yeah. So for AEW, um, what I would introduce is, uh, I mean, I I think when the, when you look at um, all these federations, y'all kind of do the same thing. Okay. If I, if I were running the show, uh, when I'm running the show, let me correct you. Uh, I, I will introduce a triple tag team belt. Because I really think go. that's a that's a that's a key demographic here. Oh, so you're and I would, thinking you're thinking private party and Darby Allen are going to win the triple no, no, no. championship belt? No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know who Darby Allen would would tag up with right now. Um, maybe Pack. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, like they, they, I mean, of <clears> course, <throat> of course, John Moxley. They they yeah. they definitely tease that. But I'm talking. Okay, so if they had a, you have a world championship. Now they said in the in the episode today too, and I try to catch every little thing that they say because they do it on purpose, right? And they said uh, in AEW we don't have no weight classes. Now oh, yeah. you had the cruise cruiserweight championship. You got your 205 live. You got your 305 live. You got your USA belt. You got yourself the the uh, the, the undisputed um, 
universal title. You got yourself the, the regular title, the intercontinental title, the USA title, the northern title, the backwards title, the under, underside title. Maybe even the, uh, what do they say over there in uh, that TV show on Netflix, the, uh, the, the, the underside, whatever the hell. <clears throat> The, uh, and so upside down. the upside down title, probably that would be a good one for Darby Allen. But uh, I, I think if you had another title that um, I, I'm not a fan of like the hardcore title. I'm not a fan of, of all these right. weird gimmicky titles, but I do like the idea that you have one that's like a, uh, a mid card level superstar championship title. And, I, and I, I really don't like that they have displaced that in the WWE. <clears throat> and I'd like to see that because remember. I mean, we're all we're all family here, right? Let's drink. Let's bring ourselves back to that moment when you had yourself the Ultimate Warrior taking on Hollywood Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and uh, they're it both good Hollywood. guys. It, it wasn't Hollywood, but I hear you. He was always Hollywood inside, and so you have yourself that match, and it was like no one could believe it. The Intercontinental Championship going up against the World Championship. Who's gonna win? It was a big deal because that Intercontinental title was never on someone who was at the top, top top tier. And we all knew Ultimate Warrior was a top tier. And so Jimmy says, uh, maybe bring in the Northern United title. Maybe bring in the Roadblock title, something like that. Uh, I'd like to see maybe a, a World Virgil Federation Championship title. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Darby Allen. I'll let you have a match with me. Okay. I'll let your coffin drop me. <laughs> I'll job this to you if you job this to Soul Train Jones. I, I, Alpha. <laughs> Alpha, I don't know if we can make this happen. But we will put ourselves on the map the day Virgil puts this belt on in the ring in an AEW dynamite. Okay? And so, if it has to go through Darby Allen, yes, Darby Allen should be the WVF heavyweight champion of the world. And then he can take that belt. And he can bring it to Soul Train Jones. But I'd prefer if it goes to Soul Train Jones first. And then Darby Allen beats him and takes the WVF championship. Because that'd be funnier. That would be a better path. Now, you so know this what, is brother? I was just thinking about this the whole time. I just thought about this. <clears throat> they need to have a race belt. You start in a ring. They both try to race to get out of the stadium. First one out of the stadium wins, and they're kicking each other's asses all the way out of the thing. They're throwing popcorn and beer cans and freaking shoot each other with pistols and everything. And the first one to get out of the damn stadium wins the the uh, what, what would you call it? What kind of what kind of belt would you call that thing? The Escape from L.A. Heavyweight oh, Technical yeah. Tag Team Championship. You could have anything happen. Imagine you're about to come down. You see the, the last runway and you're running and you're running. And then a lariat, a lariat yeah, from out of nowhere. Brother. Oh, that'd be so good. Escape, the escape from the arena belt. The e the brother, brother, we got to come yeah. up with a cool name for that. And we got to sell it to Tony. We got to, we got to get old, my brother, Chris Jericho and, and your friend Tony all in the same room. We'll probably go out to a nice seafood right. dinner, wash it all down with some Dilly Hard Dill Pickle Juice or maybe some Dilly Hard Aritas and, and talk about the escape from the arena belt. Now, now I, I do like this idea a lot. I do like this idea a lot. But I want to point out one thing to the audience and all the fans out there, baby facing the heel. Okay, when you think of a champion, you think yourself of a champion. Someone like Jimmy T, right? Is Jimmy T running? 
just a, a good bit ago. The only man sitting behind this desk who has never run from a thing in his life is Jimmy T. Meanwhile, you got the alpha gallivanting all around back in the studio. You got yourself Ricky Reed, Richard, the biggest dick in the world, you understand? And he's over here saying, oh, I'm not going to make it tonight. I think I have myself a little bit too much dilly hard. And, and we just got to accept it. And of course, the alpha comes along and presents himself an idea about being a champion by running. I like it. I like the idea, but that's definitely a title belt that would be perfect around your waist. You're goddamn right, because I'm fast and I can hit you with a mean lariat, and I always keep a pistol right in these sleeves tights that I keep. That way, if you're too far ahead, I'll shoot you right in your goddamn ass like the Forrest Gump jabroni you are. I didn't think that was something else down there in those pants. Ha ha ha! Anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, you're right. Anyway, you need Austin Darby tag up. I do. I I would like to see that because they had that match where where uh, Moxley said, "Who's willing to come on out and fight me?" And Darby Allen was the one, and they all made a big deal about it. Um, I think Moxley's going to take a run at the championship belt. I think he's going to do just fine. I think he's, you know, but um, I think they're setting up future. They got to set up AEW's future and whatever comes along the way. Uh, down the road because this is a long-term game plan they can't uh, uh, blow their load if you will all right now and so yeah. um, um, this is uh, this is setting and forming alliances that will, will go on and maybe a year two three from now they'll say remember back in the day when uh, Moxley and Darby Allen fought it out and then Moxley saved them with that one I can't die attitude um, and so I see uh, Darby Allen has that, that dark demeanor, but he's still a good guy. He's got one half of his face. His literally, his skin is ripped away, and his skull is exposed, and I just don't understand how he can wrestle like that. And then you got Moxley, who has literally removed the eyeball from the inside of his head, and now has made himself a sharpshooter. If he comes out and he uses a sharpshooter in his next match, let's just say right now. They're listening. They are. Yep. They're listening. He's got that one eye and that sharp shooting capability. And uh, you know what? I think I, we're going off on a tangent here, but I think you might be on to something. High spot of the week. What you got? What do you think? High spot? You know what, brother? I can't think of I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yep. I didn't write anything down. I was going to go off the cup with my picks this week. I was just going to go yep. with the first thing that came to mind. But I'll tell you what, I like that coffin drop, brother. That's probably yep. one of my favorite moves, and I'm real upset with Jake Hager for botching that catch. Yeah, I, I would say, too, um, I, I'm going to pull it back because I don't want to agree with you right now. I, I, I think we're getting uh, too chummy. Um, Jimmy doesn't want to be your friend. He wants to be your mortal enemy. And so um, I would have picked that, but I wanted you to talk first. Now. There was another maneuver in this uh, in this here card that um, really stuck out to me, and that was one of the cleanest and crispest elbow drops I've ever seen, courtesy of Matt yep. Jackson. And he just come right off the top as crisp and clean as any macho man I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, Joey Janela has a lot coming, a lot going for him, but uh, he can't hit an elbow drop like that. And so my pick, high spot of the week, was just the crisp and clean Matt Jackson elbow drop. I've been thinking about that. The elbow drop used to be a, just a go-to move. Then The Rock put it over with the people's elbow. And you don't see an elbow drop 
nearly often enough, but when you see it, it's off the top turnbuckle giving him the oh, nitro yeah. dip. Now, you know, there's a um, Kyrie saying over there in uh, WWE. Uh, she Never was on uh, NXT. Well, she, she's a current female tag team champion with uh, uh, Asuka. Um, and uh, they, they got actually a pretty good tag team over there, these two, these two girls. And she does one of the cleanest. It looks like out of a video game every time. I mean, literally, she makes a V. Her legs up in the air. Her butt's down there. Her elbow's up here. And boom, she comes all down with that old drop. But she weighs about 16 pounds, so it don't hurt nobody. It's like a feather dropping on you. Um, Matt Jackson was believable. Uh, I couldn't imagine yeah. getting hit with that in the throat. Uh, and uh, I just really like the going. Sometimes you, sometimes you got to go back to the classic. Uh, and, and Matt Jackson really I did that. I love an oh. elbow drop, brother. Yeah, and, and I also uh, I had on my list uh, a little shout-out to the, the Meltzer driver. I do think that's a uh, hell of a move, uh, and it's one broken neck away from having all pile drivers banned from uh, AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Go with that John Moxley laugh. Murder! All right, if you had to pick a bump of the week, do you have one? Uh, you know... Whenever they flip a guy around on his neck, I'm talking one of them neon dudes getting flipped around <laughs> by uh, who did they fight? SCU. I remember they did. Yeah. It wasn't a snapdragon. I think it was a belly to back suplex. But that guy landed like one of them neon dudes, like almost broke his neon flash flash tube <laughs> on his neck like that. He, he flopped over like a fish. <laughs> like a little bit of fish. It looked like he broke his damn neck, but it did, he it did. seemed to be all right. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Uh, there's another one I liked a lot, and that was uh, the headbutt from Moxley. Uh, yeah. That was a bump. Uh, he, he I, I do believe he hit him. He connected with that headbutt. Yeah, uh, and that would be a bump of the week because a headbutt sucks. Uh, there, there's two other uh, bumps that were pretty good. I want to call out uh, honorable mention. That's the double clothesline from the butcher, right after the double drop kick to the face of the blade, courtesy of the the young bucks. And um, that was a good good back and forth a little there. Um, and then the buck shot her around the world, man. He says, uh, "Hangman Page hands out his drink over to the the Jackson Five, and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, <laughs> hold this." And Matt Jackson's like, "What do you want me to do?" And he takes it, fucking. Over the top rope, perfect sling blade, fucking buckshot. I said, I, I, you know, I really want that man to have the world championship title right around his waist. I, I don't know why. I really the do. Heavyweight I want, championship. <laughs> I, I, I want Hangman Page kick John Moxley's ass. He's John Moxley's yeah. walking down to the ring. Little I got you know Hangman Page is right behind him, chugging the people's beers, and then he yep. kicks him down the steps, breaks his damn neck. <laughs> I got, I got. This is what I want to see. Okay. I want to see the uh, right before, right before uh, the match uh, at, at Revolution or whatever they call it. Uh, they do a promo with the Dark Order, and the Dark Order is like, "We have just received Adam Page into the Dark Order, right?" And he literally just pretends like he's totally in the Dark Order, and then <laughs> at, at the at the end of the at the end of the promo. The camera keeps rolling, right? Now, the, Tony, listen. Okay, we got a lot for you this week, Tony. <laughs> Pay attention, because this is a good one. Okay, uh, the, the camera keeps rolling, but it's like, uh, you know, kind of like that John Jones, Daniel Cormier. What's up, pussy? Uh, you know. Yeah, you and, still there, bitch? Yeah, you still there, bitch? And then you got uh, Hangman, who's like, 
you know, he's supposed to be under the spell of the Dark Order, and he just slams his drink afterwards and kind of looks over his shoulder at him and, you know, takes off his mask or whatever and just kind of, like, drunkenly stumbles away, and they're like, wait, where are you going? And meanwhile, they cut, okay? You got yourself John Moxley getting called down to the ring, and everyone's like, oh, that was a funny promo. That was a little weird. Um, but as, as John Moxley starts to come on out for this pay-per-view main event, Hangman Page drunkenly just walks into him and trips him and he breaks his fucking ankle and Moxley's out and there's only one man that can take his show take his spot and it's 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 Adam Page wandering down the aisle Hangman Page and then Chris Jericho's like what's going on where's Moxley and the crowd's all pissed off and then you got Hangman with his glass and he just smashes it over Jericho's face gets him picks him up hits him with the the buckshot for the one two three wins the world title I'm calling it right now. Then you got yourself a Moxley Page uh, uh, feud, and uh, that'd be storyline of the week go. that week. Jimmy T, writing scripts you can't even buy. That would be a good one, brother. That'd be a good one, because that's like four storylines in one. You got the yep. you got the Dark Order storyline going on, the yep. exalted hangman. <laughs> Adam Hangman. Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got hangman and moxley and then you got omega and then you got hangman and jericho and, and then, then you got, got yourself moxley hangman business yeah it'd be good it'd be good it'd be good uh to see moxley taking down a notch a notchly and then he can go feud with Pac while Hangman Page takes care of the Big Show. Literally the Big Show. Because then the Big Show comes down. Him and Chris oh, Jericho used to be good friends. And then Hangman Page and the Big Show feud for the next two years for that championship title. I, I, um, I think I've been saying this for uh, at least a couple weeks now. AEW needs a giant. I do think so too. Um, Hager is not the giant. But I think someone uh, the size of the giant, a big dude like that, uh, in AEW, as we were saying before about the size of these guys, um, it would make a big impact because these guys are big, big man, a uh, little man, uh, and and a yeah. Luchasaurus himself uh, probably. Uh, if you put him next to Kane or Undertaker, I don't know uh, how big he is compared to them, uh, but probably look a little small. I'd imagine next that's to Kane. AEW, that's a big man. Stand next to Marco Stunt, that's a big man, brother. <sighs> Marco Stunt's a big man with a big heart. Um, so. Promo of the week. I think we already got this one out of the way. It was Britt Baker, but we had ourselves. Let's just go over real quick. We had a Moxley yep. promo. We had ourselves a Jericho Santana Ortiz promo. We had ourselves a Dr. Britt Baker promo. She is a dentist. We have ourselves Lexi interviewing the Young Bucks with Kenny Omega promo. We have ourselves a Dark Order promo. We have ourselves a Pack promo. Okay. That's a lot of promos. It's a lot of people going for the promo of the week. And Britt Baker, two weeks in a row now, can wear that title. She can go ahead and shine She's those pearly whites. She's killing it. And I, I, I think we got ourselves, we got ourselves a believer in the women's division right here. The number one women's fan, Jimmy T and his friend, the Alpha. Well, I, hold up. I, you've always been a champion for that women's division, you know, always putting over the the, uh, the uh, Britt Baker thing, always putting over the uh, Nyla Rose thing, and, and 
you I got seen a thing t- for that little girl Riho. But oh, she is a hoe. I like that whale's I, tail. I don't know about Riho. I don't know. She's that. Uh, kind of weird. Still not, I'm still not putting over the women's division, but I'm definitely putting over Britt Baker on the mic. Honest question. Honest question. And uh, obviously, we're trying to tackle a little uh, uh, discussion I'll that's shoot, a little I'll up. Shoot with you, brother. Hit me. And, and this is, uh, I guess I want to hear the chat. Um, and this is just a real question, because if if Nyla Rose wins the women's championship, is it still the women's championship? I don't know how that math works out. And I think, again, I support it 100 percent. I'm just thinking factually. Um, I mean, she identifies as a woman. Is she a woman? Yeah. She okay. in the women's division, brother. Uh, I know I know she's transgender and everything, but you know what, brother? They're, they're calling her what she wants to be called. She's in the division yep. she wants to be in. None of the women seem to, to mind. It's, it's not really a sh- straight-up shoot, brother. It's not really a fight. These women are, are not fighting yeah. each other. So it's not like it's unfair. Everybody seems to know what's up and yep. you know what um i'm fine with her being crowned the champion of the women's division me too and i think i think uh she's deservedly so um given uh, now i know Britt baker uh is is rising but she had a, a couple of uh matches where she didn't really perform too well a couple of clear mistakes if you will um nyla rose was injured for uh, a match or two but she's been here week in and week out and she has performed, and she is yes. a beast from the East. Uh, and you got to go back to that first time uh, you ever shared that picture uh, where she actually placed her <laughs> hand right on the genitals of the other woman, and that was funny as hell. So I say she could, she's a go for me. I want to see her as a champion. And uh, I just, you know, um, I, I like to talk about uh, some of that stuff that most people try to avoid, and it's an elephant in the room. Um, but, yes, she is. Uh, she was not born a woman. She was born a man. Uh, I believe she is now either believe uh, identifies or is technically. I don't know the facts, but um, she is now a woman. Uh, has been yes. for a while. Uh, been wrestling under the name Nala Rose for a while, but uh, over the last few years, she's definitely really um, uh, pulled into that that role. And uh, shout out to that entire community. You got yourself over here on the AEW Discord. Uh, just this week, we had Sonny Kiss, who uh, uh, very openly is gay, and absolutely, when I went to AEW over the over the summer in July, um, Sonny Kiss fought the librarian dude. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> Peter Peter Avalon. And I tell you what, one of the absolute funniest matches and fun matches I've ever seen in my entire life, Sonny Kiss. I can't wait to see more of him uh, over here in the the, the AEW because. Uh, He's a good wrestler, but on top of that, a lot of charisma. So Jimmy Thompson uh, wants to say cheers to the, the entire, anybody, anybody can wrestle. Okay, anybody, I don't care if you're a luchasaur or a Marco stunt or a woman or a man or a man or a woman or both. AEW is showing they ain't afraid to tackle anything. And I really say uh, one thing is you can get yourself some Jimmy Thompson's cream style sweet corn. We support the LBGT community. Okay. It's right here. Sorry, the desk is a little high. Jimmy Thompson. I'm going to go out on a limb here, though. Yes. Sorry to interrupt your plug, 
but I think Nyla Rose is probably the the best wrestler in that division. I agree. She's a little bit dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's definitely the best. I I, I don't think there's a, a wrestler. Maybe Statlander might be on the same level, but she she does the stuff and she sells well. Statlander um, obviously is is uh, she's on the list uh, in the rankings there. Um, I, I think. Sometimes they're trying a little too hard. I, I do enjoy the fact that they're taking the liberty to have gimmicks and, and uh, go out on a limb and uh, expand, have fun with it, enjoy what they do. Uh, it shows because the locker room really loves. Uh, from what I understand, they love working for AEW. It's not just a. It's not just a gimmick. It's a real thing. This is a, uh, the wrestling industry as a whole for a long time has been known to be a tough business people work their entire lives some of them make three hundred dollars a night uh traveling Mm -hmm. spending hundreds of dollars to travel just to make pennies on the dollar um and now aew has come along and it bolstered the opportunity when when wwe bought wcw um that really took away now it gave some people some money a lot of money some people got propelled up. And then you take people like uh buff bagwell or dino uh disco inferno and you know all these the cat um, people in a- in WCW who, who WWF didn't want, and they're just out of a job. Now they're not on TV. Nothing. They're not making the paychecks. Uh, having more go. competition. Nowhere to go. Uh, and and so uh, TNT or whatever they call the um, what's another uh, NWA NWWA. I don't even know. Uh, there's another federation. I mean, they're there, but they're just never really produced a show that's that's worthwhile in the ratings. Um, and they, even if they've grabbed people, they, they just got Big Papa Pump over there in TNA. And uh, you know, you think Big Papa Pump? That's a big that's a big deal, uh, and it is. But how is it that AEW comes along? Uh, the, the TNA had Hulk Hogan. Okay, TNA had some yeah. some big shot names, but they still never made it. I've been to a TNA show. Uh, it just does not have the same atmosphere. When when I went to an AEW wrestling event live, the electricity was phenomenal. It was so fun. I lost my voice before the actual tapings occurred. I literally lost my voice before the actual event started. I didn't even know that we weren't taping. I thought, this is so good. The, the energy in the entire crowd was so good. Um, and so... It's, it's something about what AEW is putting together that I really enjoy. And I think when you take things like this and you see uh, some of these guys who and girls who have been around for a while, Christopher Daniels and Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, who's married or whatever to, to someone in w, uh, WWE, Blade and Butcher, all these people, where were they uh, two, three months ago, a year ago? Okay, now they're somewhere and they're making names for themselves, just like you and me, hey. just like you and me. Hangman Page, guy's gonna be headlining pay-per-views coming up soon. Freaking Darby Allen, freaking where would they be? Orange Cassidy, give me a thumbs up in the chat, everybody. Now I gotta say one thing, okay? Because this is uh, before we go to the next thing, real quick, we'll wrap up the show here because I know we're running long. Uh, we don't have a referee, guys. We yeah, can't stop ourselves. <laughs> we can't stop ourselves. But okay, where was where was Orange Cassidy and the best friends? A couple weeks now in a row, we don't get. Orange Cassidy in a major way. Um, I, I think they're trying to hold off uh, because they don't know what they what they they don't want to go too far with him and, and oversell him. But at the same time, I want myself this thumbs up every week. Uh, we didn't get Jurassic Express. We didn't get ourselves Reho or or Applebee's or uh, Peter Avalon or you know all these different people. But let me ask you one thing. 
Okay, because just a, three, four weeks ago, we had ourselves in the running for storyline of the week. We had ourselves, who's Sean Spears' tag team partner going to be? Yeah. Where in the hell has Sean Spears been? The chairman with Tully Blanchard, they put him in. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's just because they, they didn't like it. Or, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I, I was digging it. I, I like that Sean Spears, uh, his look, his style. I like Tully Blanchard. That was the management. And now you got Arn Anderson doing the same thing, but different with his uh, paperwork. <laughs> Um, and for those in the chat that don't understand, you, that's for you, buddy Rogers, right there. <laughs> you got you got yourself uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, we talk about him week in and week out, but maybe we have not explained Orange Cassidy enough to the to the to the fans who don't know wrestling. Orange Cassidy uh, in wrestling, there's a thing called a cell. Okay, we all know it's fake. Okay, they're not really hurting each other. I mean, I guess they do sometimes, but it's uh, the best wrestlers are the ones who don't injure their their teammates and opponents. And so, um, whenever you hit. Right, you smack your leg, you hit your arm, make it sound good. Well, that's called the sell, right? How fast you whip your head back and how good it looks if you can make it look really good. Well, Orange Cassidy, he don't sell nothing. He comes on out, <laughs> his his entire gimmick. He's wearing denim, a denim jacket, denim jeans, same color as his jacket. He puts sure his hands in his, his pocket. Freaking portrait on. Yeah, he has a shirt with his own portrait, wearing a shirt. With his own portrait, wearing a shirt with his own portrait, he just keeps going deeper and deeper, like in session. And so he's yeah. just—he's this cool, casual guy. He has no energy. Okay, he just not a care in the world. Not a care in the world. He can't even give a full thumbs up because he just don't care. So he gives a <laughs> thumbs up like that. He doesn't want to do this. It's too much work. He's just like that's his whole entire gimmick. And so. Uh, he does all this stuff, but but one of the things that he does, and this is stolen right out of the WBF playbook, is he does himself the all hands, or uh, I'm sorry, all feet. He puts his hands in his pocket, and then everybody, everybody he goes against has to sell his moves, and all he does, he comes up, and he taps him with his foot, and the crowd goes, wow, oh, and he taps yeah. him with his other foot, oh. and, the, and the crowd goes, oh, as if he's pulling off the biggest moves of the night, but all he's doing is touching them with the tippy toes, and the crowd loves it, and he's everyone sells it, and then sometimes he gets clothesline. And he starts twinkle toeing back for that third, that third lick, and everybody in the crowd is going. And what's funny is the guy knows how to wrestle, okay? He's had some matches. I've watched him online uh, where he actually just goes back and forth and does a whole show. But the gimmick itself is winning, and, and he his his own personality is a storyline in itself. We have not seen a lot of it, but I think part of it is because there's only so much you can do um, yeah. each week with him without overselling what he does. And so I understand it, but I just wish that I could have a, a DVD of two straight hours of him doing his thing because I, I love every second of it. I love how they're giving it to him because what's something people want? Socko. They want Socko, but it's people want what they Head. don't have. Okay. Uh, and if they get Orange Cassidy every single gosh damn week uh, licking people up with them uh, uh, devastating, I'm talking devastating kicks and jumping off the top turnbuckle with his hands in his pockets and, and climbing out from under the ring on a ladder that the, that the opponents are pulling out, then, then we get tired of it. We don't want it anymore. But when they, yep. when they leave us dry for a couple weeks and, uh, and don't give it to us, 
Then and when he comes out and he does one of the magnificent reveals that he's known for, stand in the that's bathroom true. or anything. Yeah, they like that. Then that's when you get the huge pop ski. That was good when he would the uh, 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 inner circle there open up that bathroom door and he just for no reason at all just standing in the bathroom ready to go, sunglasses yeah. on. Uh, he he's a good show. Um, storyline of the week. Okay, uh, we have a bunch going on here. What's your favorite? While you go first, while I think about it. <clears throat> All right. So, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of them here. Um, and mine's going to be a little off the wall. So, uh, we got Moxley and Jericho. That's definitely the storyline that they're pushing. Uh, but you also got this, uh, the, the storyline of Britt Baker. We talked a lot about it. I don't need to get into it too much deeper. We've gone long enough on that. But uh, Hangman Page, we talk a lot about that. That's a storyline in itself with uh, the dynamics between Hangman and Kenny Omega. They're the tag team champions, and they can't function as one unit. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say storyline of the week this week is JR himself. Uh, and the talent just, the talent ripping JR a new one. Um, that, to me, was a pretty good storyline where they're introducing, um, they're actually breaking that fourth wall by by introducing um, the discussion with the announcers themselves. Uh, JR being somebody that everybody knows. Uh, and it was really good uh, to bring him in. Uh, you have two different heels in Britt Baker and MJF tackling jr bringing him into the mix i think he's having a lot of fun with what he's doing here and um yes i'm sure he's messing up names left and right uh, and yes i'm sure there's a uh running joke in the back about it and they're now bringing it to light uh but they're also yep. uh they're, they're they're letting him have his fun he's go he's just really he's he's uh he had a hard time with the breakup with wwe um he's got Fell's palsy and half his face don't work, and uh, they they took him off basically because they they couldn't they didn't believe he could perform at the level they needed him, and so uh, in real life he was really devastated, especially with all the years he gave the WWE and the WWCW before that, and even uh, I think he was in TNA, so he's been around, uh, he's been in the industry for a long time, and. Uh, yeah. Tony, Tony Khan and uh, Jericho and, and Cody Rhodes and whoever else had a, a say in, in making sure he was in AEW uh, was a big deal. I know that meant a lot to him. He did lose his wife a couple of years ago. Uh, and so he's, you know, he's in the twilight of his years. But I think he still has got it. And so I say the storyline is bringing in JR. We don't really get to, to have JR as part of the story. And uh, I think it's special to have him there. And so Jimmy Thompson says, JR, storyline of the week. That's a, that's a decent pick, brother. I love how they're actually bringing that, um, how they're how they're ribbing him, <clears throat> calling him a a, a barbecue salesman, <laughs> and, uh, and making fun of him for getting Mac Michael Jacob uh, Fryman. His name oh, wrong. Man. I mean, everybody knows his name is Michael Jacob Fryman, but he's calling him Maxwell and stuff. So it's it's kind of funny to see that everybody's uh, it is in on that and and getting in on that too. So that's a decent pick, you know what, brother? For how stupid you are, that's a decent pick. What do you say? You, you picking that too? No, I, I'm, oh, you know, I'm close. Come on, I'm close here. So now you know what I like. I'm gonna go with my my runner up here. Uh, the Kip Sabian and Joey Janela. That that yes. dude that keeps they just keep hitting about it. And, yeah. You know, they keep talking about it, keep talking, but they're not fighting each other, okay? There's Joey Janela sneaking in on that uh, kiss. I J, love that. Uh, I do. I, I, that was funny when he come popping up. You know, I watched a replay of that, and I was like, when did he come up? He must have been hiding under there for a while because uh, 
it, he came up perfect. Yeah. I mean, it was oh, so good. Timing. Nobody saw it coming and everything. It was so good. But seriously, it's the storyline of the week is my idea right here. We're talking the Britt Baker, Michael Jacob Fryman combination. Yeah. Oh, that's and a storyline in the running. I, th- I think they're queuing it up. I, th- I think that's where they're going to run with it. We-, we don't know yet, but you know what, brother? I think if those two get together, they start dating, maybe have a threesome with Odd Law, and uh, they they keep everything going. Uh, I think they can have a serious, a serious uh, heel connection on their hands here. Alpha, I'm, I ain't listening to a word you're saying. I got Tony himself on the line here. Hold on. Okay. Okay. He gotcha. It's kind of rude, but whatever. What's he saying? No, no. Uh, he has asked that we cease talking about that storyline for right now. Um, okay. We don't want to be okay. giving anything away. Uh, so let's just pretend that this was all a joke. All right. My storyline <laughs> of the week is the uh, the rift between the elite. Uh, you got mm-hmm. Hangman Page. That's good pick. Is either a friend or not. Okay. That's the definitely the storyline of the week. That is a good storyline of the week. Um, and before we go. Uh, into the last two and then wrap up this show uh, again we're running along we got a lot of people out there watching us right now and i want to say every single one of you i don't care if you're watching if you're if you're lurking i want everyone to reach over i want you to give us your favorite emote right in our chat right now i want to break the 10 barrier of 10 people chatting at the same goddamn time on the backlog network we can do it alpha can we do it can we get the now chat? All of you Alpha Maniacs summon. I'm going to summon the power of the Alpha Maniacs. You better put the best gosh damn Alpha emote in the chat right now, brother. I want to see all the chats we can. I want to see the brother, the sister. I want to see the Connor. I want to see the Black Log. I want to see the Ricky Gerbated. I want to see it all. Okay. And I want everybody. I want GZA. I want Grampy back. I want Cream Fire Gaming. I want MMA Mox. I want VK, the Buddhist. I want Shmon the Bomb and Mega Axa. I want Virgo Pros. I want Winsock. I want them all. Even the bots. Stream Labs. Stream Labs. Give us a hell yeah in the chat. Now, can we continue? Yes, brother. <laughs> what do we got? Well, I already gave my match of the week, but we haven't heard yours yet, so let's uh let's just finish that up. <sighs> All right, brother. Well, there's only two or three to choose from. Yeah. And I'm gonna go. Let's see. You know what, brother? I like the Kip Sabian and Cody Rhodes match, brother. The triple, the finish was perfect. The triple crossroads at the end where you don't know if Cody Rhodes is going crazy and joining the Nightmare Collective, and you don't know if he's hyping up the crowd at the end. You have the perfect interaction between Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. You you see Cody Rhodes trying to be the good guy. You know, like Hulk Hogan with Miss Elizabeth. She got her ass knocked out, and he's picking oh, her up. He's like, no, I will not stand for this. But yep. but she actually is baiting his ass to, for a kick to the face from Kip Sabian. And you know what? Yep. I love that whole match, brother. I, I do. I, I agree. I love everything about <clears throat> that match except for the Arn Anderson angle. I agree. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I joke and I, I talk a lot, but um, when I talk about Gold Dust, uh, Dustin Reynolds uh, wearing the mask, being the exalted one, uh, and being running the Dark Order, I, I ain't joking. Now, uh, thinking about the fact that they get themselves the Match of the Year award, 
and uh, Cody and Dustin, both themselves, probably not going to be in the title picture at all. But what if, what if we do have Cody being the Nightmare Collective and and running this dark, uh, mysterious tag uh, stable? And then you have yourself his older brother coming along and taking on that stable. And you got yourself two roads and they don't cross. But they cross, if you know what I'm saying. They cross. They feud. They hate each other. I think that'd be good. I, I'm just saying. I think the Nightmare Collective and the Dark Order are going to be two different dark uh, mystic teams. And having the, the head of both of them be a Rhodes brother would be actually pretty interesting. And um, I, I really like Goldust when he is uh, the bad guy Goldust. When yeah. Goldust was, was uh, evil. And so I, I yeah. think he could, he could sell it. And he could do so good. Um, I, I'd like to see that. And he does have a daughter. That uh, is of age, I think, and um, you know, it'd be good to see. I don't know if she wrestles, but it'd be funny to see uh, him bring. Uh, th- I'm talking Dustin here. If Dustin brings his daughter into the mix, uh, that's uh, Terry Runnels, if you remember. Yeah. She used to be Mark Mark Merrow's girl in real life. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was Sable. She ran off with Brock Lesnar. No, okay. So I like. Oh Rio yeah, you're right. Brock. You're right. You're right. I'm going to tell you something right now, brother. I would rather see Cody as the Dark Order exalted one heel turn, brother. Talk about a heel turn. <clears throat> that would be interesting. And 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 if they do get a Hangman Page or Christopher Daniels, because right now you say that's bullshit, right? Uh, Evil Uno ain't going to be running the show over... Uh, a Christopher Daniels or a Hangman Page. But if it was, if it was a Cody Rhodes, you could see that being a possibility. Yep. And it would be even it would be even better if Hangman kept the tag strap while being under some kind of spell, being in the dark order, but still having to come out and wrestle with Kenny Omega as a tag team, but with the whole entire dark order in the corner. <laughs> and Kenny Omega, every time he gets tagged out, he's like standing next to him like, what the fuck is going on over here? <laughs> oh, that so dark uh, order, that dark <clears throat> order thing's cheesy, but uh, they they could take it over the top with a with a with a real uh, direction they of could. Cody Rhodes or something like that. So as we as we uh, get to the last bit here, um, we'll say next week. Okay, before we introduce our superstar of the week, because this is a big deal, You're we have damn right it is. It is a big deal because to be nominated and to be presented with the the the, the superstar of the week, you are being selected by Jimmy T and the Alpha, and sometimes a referee named Richard Reed when he decides to show up. And so, next week we're going to see ourselves, Cody Cody, getting some lashes on the on the ass crack, and then we're going to see Moxley take on Ortiz from the inner circle. We're also going to see Britt Baker go against Yuka Sakazaki. Now, Alpha, if you have not had a chance, I want you we to make run, your ear. We should go run ahead. a poll right now. Can you do? Do you know how to do a poll, uh, Jenny? Nah, it ain't happening. Not right now. All I mean, right, we brother, could take because we. I can look. We gotta know. I, I can see the chat. I can see it, so we can run a poll. We gotta know. Where are these lashes going to land? We got to over under, and the, the the level is the belt. Is he getting lashed above the belt or below the belt? 
uh, definitely below the belt. We're talking, we're talking <clears throat> back and arms, or are we talking ass and legs? Because you could get you could get slapped with the belt on the legs, and gosh damn it, I can attest <sighs> it hurts, brother. Yeah. Now, it depends. Okay, if it depends on what they use, if it's a whip or if it's a a, a weight belt. Um, if it's a weight belt, anywhere, anything goes. Because you saw, um, actually, I don't know, you didn't see the uh, the Royal Rumble, but uh, during the Royal Rumble, uh, there was a match with Daniel Bryant. He went on went against uh, Bray Wyatt. And I tell you what, uh, the guy has heart. Um, he let Bray Wyatt whip him with the belt. I mean, the, dozens of times. With the leather, oh, leather, leather uh, waist belt. It, no, it, well, it, they were uh, tied together uh, with a leather uh, lumberjack match or whatever they call it. Um, uh, I forget the name, but they, they're tied together with a, with a leather belt. Like a long, long, long leather belt. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, and so, maybe uh, like a 48 inch uh, leather thong. Yeah, something like that, but like longer. And so, okay. uh, and so they would, you know, they could go across the whole ring, but they're still connected by this leather belt and they can oh, pull each other in. To each other. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so during this match, uh, the, the, the demon there, Bray Wyatt, the fiend, uh, whipped Bray Wyatt or uh, Daniel a lot whiffed him and it, it, he whiffed him so much that he was bleeding from his back uh, in multiple spots Dang. and they were hard hard so i don't know if um cody knew that that was going to be happening at the royal rumble and that's uh maybe a you know we're gonna do this uh, angle where we get whipped, or if the vice versa, if Daniel Bryan said, "Oh, if Cody Rhodes is gonna get whipped, I'm gonna get whipped harder at the Royal Rumble before he gets whipped," <laughs> um, and he got whipped on the back, the neck, the the legs, everywhere. I mean, everywhere. So, if it's done in that manner, anything could happen. But if he comes out with a fucking whip, like a like a maybe he steals, maybe he steals the whip from uh, Bunny. I bet Bunny has a whip. I bet if he steals Bunny's whip, it ain't happening anywhere above the belt because that would just cause a lot of problems uh, for I hope, AEW. Here's what I hope. I hope they make Cody Rhodes get on his hands and knees and he takes that freaking belt and spanks him right across that butt of his. Now, what if, and this is crossing the line, what if he whips him with his dick right across the face? And that was for buddy out there, oh. MMA. What a, that was for buddy on the MMA mox. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, have to blur that out, brother. <laughs> uh, they're, I'm just kidding. They're just kidding. gonna cut to a scene on uh, TV that says, "If you want to watch this whipping, cut over to RedTube.com/slash/AEW." Oh, that was a f- red tube. <laughs> Never forget cutscene cutie there. She was uh, streaming in red tube subscribe to her <laughs> while she was streaming it was a pretty funny moment um, that would be amazing that was a funny thing uh she blocked him immediately banned him i said oh, that could have been a money on. you could have made a could have made a lot of money um so okay now we got it all out of the way we only got a couple of 21s in the chat i'd like a couple more 21s before we wrap it up um however alpha as i look up here on the wall and I see all the matches that have occurred and all the fighters. I'm going to defer to you. What are you talking about? I don't see anything, brother. It's right over there. Now, you were looking right at it. Oh, 
Oh, right okay. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I got one, uh, another wall. It's kind of behind you, right over there. Um, you probably can't see it because it's on. Uh, you have to look out. Yeah, she turned that way. You can't see it with that eye, uh, the, the 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 bad eye. Well, if you go up those stairs over there, actually yeah, over yeah, that yeah. way, um, at the top of those stairs, I don't know if you notice. Oh, that right? way. <laughs> no, 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 no. You were looking. No, no, no. Right over there. Right behind you I there. Can't take a, see take, everything. <laughs> Alva, take a look up those stairs, and look at the top of those stairs. Do you see who's up there? Yeah. Other way, other other way, other way. Turn around. You're not looking. <laughs> oh, not those stairs. Just tell me what you want to tell. Me. I'm just gonna tell you that uh, the money from uh, the triple B. She's she's waiting for us right at the top of those stairs. Pants. And those strong pants. But she ain't here for anything uh, nasty. No, she's gonna read us a bedtime story. Okay. It's called it's called the day Alpha tried to defeat Jimmy T and he couldn't. It's a fiction. Now, give me your superstar of the week. Okay, brother. You know, uh, as I'm looking down the roster of what happened today, we're talking promo night. Tonight is a, tonight is Dean yeah. promo night, and none other than the guy's damn best promo of the night is the superstar of the week. We're talking Britt Baker. She's putting herself damn. on the map, not because of her wrestling ability, no, yeah. Not at all. Because she's finally breaking out. She's not doing this, this stinky. I'm talking stinky doctor gimmick. She's going <laughs> for the she's going for the African safari type doctor that'll kill an elephant and a gosh damn giraffe with one bullet and say it's I... for, and say it's for the, the her, just so she can take the heads home and put them on her mantle. Because she's a dentist. Okay, Britt Baker is the gosh damn best thing that happened tonight because you know what? That's the only thing that you texted me about. And I tell you what, you only text me when there's something good and you texted me about this Britt Baker. Probably. I did, I did. I did, I did do that. Um, I, I'm going to go off. I, I think um, Britt Baker is definitely making waves. I'm going to tell you right now. Your buddy Chris Jericho is my pick for this week. Okay, let's because, hear it. Why? <clears throat> because uh, one of the things that AEW really had to do coming out the gate was establish themselves a heavyweight champion, someone who seemed undefeatable, someone who seemed like larger than life, someone, uh, the Hulk Hogan, if you will, the Ultimate Warrior, if you will, uh, the Rock, the Hogan, uh, I'm sorry, the Stone Cold. You got yourself all these different um, people within uh, across the years. What do you have in AEW? Uh, when it comes to legend status, you got yourself DDP, you got yourself all these people. Uh, and so when you look at the belt and you want to put it on someone who fits the mold, uh, Chris Jericho is one of the biggest stars of all time when it comes to wrestling. And he has made it that way himself. Okay. He really has. And um, in reality and in, in real, real, real life, this dude has just put a second cruise on the water under his name uh and i believe that they donate to charity um but that ain't ain't no easy undertaking you don't you don't hear too many uh people hosting cruises not only did they host a cruise but he did himself a wrestling event and recorded it and announced that next year they're going to be doing it live on that vote so every year 
We're going to have ourselves a Chris Jericho cruise line wrestling event. And I bet you, and I ain't going to lie here, I bet you that thing continues long after he's gone. I bet you years after he's gone, they're going to be doing the cruise line for Chris Jericho. Um, yep. And, and uh, that'll be something that, that will live legendary forever. And he has started that. And so this company that we talk about, people really enjoy wrestling for AEW. And then they're cruising, they're partying, you go to their Twitter and the, and, and the, the AEW Twitter account and the Dynamite uh, uh, Discord. These, they're, they're not afraid of approaching everything here as if we understand. They're treating the fans smart. Chris Jericho's treating the fans smart. He, his music is his own song. And the yeah. entire boat sang so his music. Over. It is it's so, so over. over. And what the greatest part is he comes out last night. He comes on out. And the crowd, every single person there singing his fucking song. As soon as that song ended, they did what, what they, they know do? they should. Boo! Immediately boo yeah. him. Because that's what, that's what he needs them to do. So he is playing them like a card. But the fans are smart. All the way back to the ECW days, fans are smart. And ECW fans are smart in AEW. I don't think fans are too smart in WWE because they keep watching that garbage. Uh, and, and, and there's not a whole lot going on. Um, and so when you see Chris Jericho... Um, He's playing the role he was meant to play while running the show with the other guys. You got Kenny Omega, you got yourself uh, the the Young Bucks, and you got yourself uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, those are the core. Those are the crew that literally uh, formed the business to put this thing together. Got the money from Tony Khan. Tony, <laughs> come on, Alpha and I, we're looking for that same kind of money, man. Put us on the map. You got it. I've already got it, but Jenny T, he's probably driving like an old lemon he could use a little bit of money jimmy t don't walk around saying he's rich with money he's rich with pride jimmy t don't got nothing he's looking for donations if you want to give a 21 in the chat and i ain't talking about a number i'm talking about a dollar jimmy t will take a 21 dollar tip just so that he can eat tonight because right now he ain't eating I'm just kidding. Jimmy Thompson's eating because he just got 21 million bits, courtesy of the Alpha, because the Alpha knows who the star is. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome, brother. Um, I know you could use the money. I, I see I your can. shoes. They look like they're about 14 years old. Get yourself some nice shoes. Get yourself a nice seafood dinner. And you know what? Jimmy wears slippers when he's sitting next to the Alpha. I don't want any of your shit getting on my nice shoes. You saw in the video. Jimmy Thompson wears nice shoes. <laughs> I did see that, brother. Yeah. Jimmy T does not walk around his house or the studio. Uh, well, he, you know, he walks around the house and, and dressed to the nines, but in the studio, uh, he ain't wearing no pants down here. <laughs> so let me, let me answer me this because this is a shoot, brother. Shoot, shoot with me. I'll shoot. Did you pick, did you pick Jericho just so you could get a, a retweet? Maybe. I mean, that's a smart play. That's that's a, that's an alpha play right there. But uh, uh, I'm gonna let my, my my one of my best friends of all time. Uh, we be, we go way back. I'm gonna let my buddy Chris Jericho know what you're up to. I'll tell you what. Okay, you get me a retreat from Chris Jericho. <laughs> I will. Um, I will tell Ivar you said hi. Okay. I mean, I mean, One of, Ivar's no Jericho, but um, that's fine. Uh, Ivar is a tag team, former tag team champion. 
uh, I believe Chris Jericho held those same belts. Okay, so until Ibar's career is over, you can't say I he don't ain't put no Chris Jericho. No credit on no WWE belt. Have you? Ha, it is. Have you seen? Or WWF? Then it have has you, no value to me. Have you seen? Ibar do his front handspring off the ropes into a double back elbow. I don't watch WE or whatever it's called. Because Chris Jericho used to be able to do that. Um, one of the funny things I want to, before we wrap it up, uh, one of the things I do love about. <laughs> We're like a few keep, minutes over here, but I mean, we, we can wrap <laughs> it up if you want. That's good. We got a good, we got a good chat going. Uh, 21s everywhere. <laughs> um, but no, uh, uh, true story, a little shoot here. Uh, when I went to AEW, Chris Jericho had just kind of. Um, start showing up on the on the scene. Uh, everyone knew he was there, but uh, he was just making his presence known. They hadn't formulated who was the world champion yet. And uh, Chris Jericho came out. He was wearing a mask, and he was so out of shape. I mean, so out of shape. And I Wait, yelled. What, what are it, you talking about? I got distracted. All right, all right. It's a true story. <laughs> I'm seeing the Buddhist coming in with 50 million bits, brother, and it's getting me rock hard with emotion. I noticed, I noticed down there again uh, a little bit of bits, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, Buddhist, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, I will go by myself a pack of gum on you. Oh, so, so, uh, no, uh, Jericho comes on out. It was a big surprise. No one knew he was going to be there. We all knew he was going to be there, but uh, we weren't supposed to. And so uh, he just was so out of shape. I mean, this was like right when he signed and, and uh, he hadn't really gotten into ring shape yet. But he was in the ring and he was wearing a skin tight. Uh, he, he was like a masked man, right? A skin tight black outfit, head to toe with a mask. I think he was pretending to be the Dark Order, to be honest. And uh, he was so fat and out of shape. Did not look good at all. <laughs> and and I got a picture of him with my phone. And I, I Instagrammed and tagged him. And I put a fedora on him, on my picture. <laughs> and I said that Chris Jericho had the best dad bod I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, by God, Alpha, that man came on out not 20 minutes later wearing a fucking fedora. Wearing a fedora, and he come on out uh, at the end of the show and did a little promo at the end. And I said that guy saw my fucking post. Like I, I know, I know it seems crazy. I know it seems crazy. This is before I even knew you uh, very well. And um, right. <laughs> but after he retweets you, uh, it makes me think this guy's just really well connected. Really well connected with his audience. Um, I believe that Jericho's the kind of guy who would put on a fucking fedora. Just to make me laugh, just because my one tweet, my one Instagram thing, like, yep. yeah, I'm a dad bod with the fedora. I don't even know. Like, I, I, it just seems to me that's something that would make him laugh inside. And uh, he seems like a really funny guy, really genuine. I picked Chris Jericho as Superstar of the Week because I don't think there's going to be many weeks where we can pick him because we feel obligated to pick all these younger guys, these hungry guys. But Jericho's still coming out week in and week out, putting on a show, putting on a clinic. And he's got a new finishing move, that uh, the Judas uh, thing that comes out of nowhere. And I like seeing that. I like these I things where it's like... finisher, brother. I love it because, you know, how many times now it's like, you see a move happen in AEW, WCW, or NXT, or wherever, and everyone's kicking out of everyone's finishers. Well, ain't nobody kick out of that yet. And on on top of that, 
when it comes, it comes out of nowhere and it's over. Yep. Now you see like the, the RKO and uh, some of these moves that happen and it ends the match, the, the stunner. When the stunner happens, everyone's popping. That's what Jericho's building here with this. And it's just a back elbow, spinning back elbow, uh, courtesy of John Jones. Going to be winning next week is my boy, John Jones. He's such a good man. Is that who you picking? Week? Coming up, who are you picking? Uh, John Jones by decisions. I mean, if you're not, if you pick anything else. By decision. Yeah, he, John Jones can't finish a fight, brother. <sighs> He's tapping you that motherfucker hit. out. Round one. No, brother. No, brother. <clears throat> he couldn't even do anything to uh, what's Maheta. I forget his name, Tiago Santos. He didn't even have any legs, and he couldn't even do nothing to him. So, yeah, John Jones, by decision, and that's he's the choking, line. He's choking this dude out first round. And MMA marks. Would, you're not in the 500 club, brother, and there's only one person <laughs> that is. I ain't even playing that stupid little diddly game. I just give my cousin uh, some. Oh, I'm thinking, so. I'm thinking, uh, Big sexy, Kevin Big Sexy from back long time. No, you, you must be thinking of um, Lat B. You're telling me that's all you think about. I like I like those guys. I like Ian. I like Chaney. They're, they're a couple of gosh damn good people, brother. But I'm talking about Kevin Big Sexy. <clears throat> I think he might be in last place. No, no, no. Grampy back. <laughs> Actually, no, Grampy Back's climbing the ladder now. He's getting his, uh, I think he's getting It might getting be his, one uh, of them MMA farts at the bottom. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, uh, at this point, um, all I know is I like watching a good fight. Uh, I do want to say real quick, um, we got a couple of people out there in the chat that uh, reached themselves their affiliate status. And I want to say to Buddhist, congratulations to you. Um, you, you play go, a brother. damn good game of Apex Legends, and you're a good compliment to my my co-host here on his team week in and week out. And we got ourselves Cream Fire himself. He is one of those guys that don't even know what Twitch is, you understand? He goes on himself this facey book, and he says, I want to be like Mark Zuckerberg. And so Creamfire is afraid of playing the Twitch game. He has a Twitch account so he could see us and talk to us, but he ain't going to stream on Twitch because he's afraid. I'll tell you what, brother. He's the cream of the crop, and he's rising straight to the top of Facebook gaming. Oh, yeah. Damn. Okay, I see him in a different light now. Cream fire. Good on you for sticking to your guns. And we also got ourselves one of the newest and, and uh, cleanest streamers I've ever seen. He's never streamed before, and the reason he's so clean is because he's already got himself a victory royale day one of ever playing the game of Fortnite. His name's Bobzilla. Let me give him a hell yeah. Bobzilla, <laughs> hell yeah. Congratulations you know, on your victory. The only thing you can give Bobzilla is a hey yo. Hey yo. That's true. Hey yo. <laughs> Ain't afraid you're smart. That's true. It's a good point. And let's see who else hey, we got yo, out there before we raise a <laughs> And we got ourselves MMA Marks out there. My MMA Marks is going to be uh, rocking the top. Make sure you're following him and anybody else who in the chat. We got ourselves Cream Fire. Go on to Facebook. Make sure you're checking out Bob Zilla. He's going to be streaming soon. And Grandpa Backo is pulling on a stream that's worth watching. 
Gosh damn right. I love Grampy Beck. And you know what? I got to give a shout out to Buddy Rogers, a.k.a. MMA Marks, a.k.a. MMA Farts. He's catching up to me in that fight pick championship, brother. He's coming up on my ass. I'm going to have to start actually trying again. Jenny, what are you doing down there? Stop showing me your butt crack. <laughs> Don't you worry. Or everybody, is that the exalted one? <laughs> I couldn't reach it. What are you doing over there? <laughs> That's goddamn funny, brother. I couldn't reach what I was trying to get to, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I think, I think you need to leave so that uh, we can raid you. I don't and think I'll, I'll play um, tonight, brother. It's already too late. Well, <laughs> how, how long? Show lasted three hours. I don't know if you noticed or not. Are we at three hour mark? <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jimmy Thompson. <laughs> want you all he wants you all to say thank you to us for providing you with three hours of content tonight and he wants you to look at your neighbors in the chat room and say 21 <laughs> it's hard to look at you bro. you, like, you kind of look like a little mexican guy under there now. <laughs> hey now hey now <laughs> you look like pedro <laughs> you look like pedro from napoleon dynamite <laughs> This is a, this is a, uh, uh, I'm part of the Lucha, the Lucha Libre Club, um, Lucha Source. <laughs> yeah, Lucha Brother. <laughs> Golly. You know, uh, <laughs> you got to get yourself <laughs> the prop, the proper lighting for something so good. Um, you're, you're maze. We're going to call you maze. <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> no, because maize is corn in Espanol. I, I did not know that, but I'll go with it. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh no! Gosh, I think I think cream. It's that damn thing. <laughs> I think cream the crop wants to play some Apex Legends with you. I don't know. Oh, we got ourselves Gray Bush in the chat. People are over here wondering where the hell, just what the hell WWF is doing. <laughs> Not playing any Apex Legends. Are you really not going to do it? I want somebody I'm who's not, out there I right know, now. But I know Mela TV is on, and she's definitely in the network, brother. We can raid her. That's what I want to do. I want everyone right now to prepare yourselves for a little bit of raiding on Mela TV. Don't go nowhere because she is one heck of a woman. She is a, 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 a she's got herself a 21 year old daughter, and she looks 21 herself. Let me just say, and uh, oh. uh, a quick shot. <laughs> Yeah, that's a true I got story. Something I got to get off my chest. Okay. Yes. If you guys are not coming into my stream on Monday for Monday Night Brawl, on Tuesday for Whackdown Live, and most Thursdays when this show only lasts one gosh damn hour like it should for Battle Royale Rumble, then there's something gosh damn wrong with you. Monday. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or whenever this show's over. I'll see you there. Now get you some of that. Stuff. And uh, Jimmy wants to say one thing because uh, he has to kill the mood here. Um, his dog died today. And um, damn it, brother. 
Yeah, really? just got to bring it down. Bring it down a notch. No, no, that didn't happen. Um, J- Jimmy's uh, cousin, Kevin, wanted to uh, let everyone know that you can follow him at the Backlog Time. Okay, because it's time for the Backlog. And he's going to start setting up a schedule here. He's going to do uh, uh, one or two days a week. He's going to be tackling that Backlog, playing some games that you're not used to seeing. Okay, playing games from go. long ago, playing games from, from now and then. He's also got himself that uh, Google Stadia, and he's got himself a couple of games on that. He's going to be playing that. So uh, we're going to see um, uh, a couple of, at least four streams a week I'm hearing from my cousin Kevin. And he's also going to do uh, uh, one day a week. He's going to be hitting on that, uh, uh, what do they call that? The Apex Photoshop thing, the Adobe, uh, Adobe or something like that. Uh, so yeah, he's going to be doing Adobe. some, some Adobe training. And um, the last but not least, he is definitely going to be hitting at least one day a week community Fortnite customs where you can come on in and you can play against anybody from the backlog network so get yourself into the backlog network look down below you understand down below i don't know if they do this on facebook but on twitch over here we have panels and on our panels we have important people and important things so i want you to take yourself again to down scroll on down okay i know you want us on full screen put us on minimum scroll on down look at us look at our panels we have a panel for rick and reed we have a panel for the alpha we have a panel for my cousin, the Backlog. We have a panel for the Backlog Network. We have a panel for his ball sack. We have a panel <laughs> for MMA Mocks, the podcast, and the stream. Okay, just scroll on down, click on the links. We also have ourselves Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything you want. Okay, I'll even sell you an Instagram account if you're looking for one. And I'll also sell you a can of Jimmy's Cream Style Sweet Corn. You can get yourself this sweet corn just by dialing 1-800. 